Bears country. Where is it? You know what BCP? You know what I'm just so happy to be here. I've got all, a bunch of shit going on in my real life, and now I can just come here and complain about the Bears. Yes. Let's start off with that, Dan. Can I start complaining first? Please. It's not about the Bears. It's about my dog. Has, she scratched her eye in the yard somehow, a thorn probably on a raspberry bush or something, and it turned into an ulcer. And they made a serum out of her blood to give her eye drops. And she's going on 12 years old now. She's, you know, been in perfect health her whole life, aside from many accidents. She's a very expensive dog. But it turned into an ulcer on her eye. And she'd been dealing, we have to give her eye drops three times, three eye drops, uh, like three times a day. I have to literally hog tie her down on a, on a chair and like hold her snout down and like smooch her. So she, so she, and like, maybe even like, like, so she can smell my breath. It gets her, get, you know, it just gets her mind off of it. So my wife can open up her damn eyeball and put all, put these drops in her eye. And then she has to wear a cone because she wants to scratch it. So it's just been this. So the specialist here, she couldn't see them for like three weeks. So we decided to go um, for anyone that doesn't know. I have, um, I'm not even uh, showing my own camera. Anyone that doesn't know, um, my, we inherited my wife's mother's house. It's a modular home in Florida. So we could get her in to see a specialist there today. And she wanted to go back there anyways. So we decided to go there Saturday. We drove there seven hours. We got all set up and everything. And we had the appointment today at 1.30. And then this fucking hurricane comes along and decides it wants to fuck everything up. So we had to pack everything all up because it's a modular home and they, uh, they, they, there's like different sections, A, B, and C. They say, if you're in the A section, it means you're going to get the strong storm, uh, storm surge. So you, it's a mandatory evacuation. So they mandatorily evacuated us. Luckily, right when we were like packing and, and, and about to leave, because I, I made the call earlier in the day, like we're getting out of here. This is not going to happen. If we lose power, we can't work. We can't do anything. So, so we left. So she's been like upset at me all day that we made the wrong decision because it kind of is going a little more north and it might have missed us. But the point is they evacuated us. So now my my poor dog is is back to like not being able to see a fucking doctor again for like until September 11th. With this eye that's like turning, you know, it's getting bad. So we don't want her to go blind and. So we had to turn around and come back here. And now it's now we're going to have to like maybe even go back there next weekend, uh, assuming everything is OK in Florida so she can see her specialist even sooner than she could here. So what the fuck, man? 
they overcharge you for all these vet bills and yet they make it so difficult to see them. It's, it's, it's mind boggling. I'm sure you know that with cats, you know, like it's, it's the vet bills are, are can get astronomical sometimes. And when you love your animals, you want to like do everything that you can for them. And literally now we couldn't because here we are with my poor dog going all the time and my wife freaking out. And yet I still managed to do a show with Sean Salisbury earlier today to promote PSF and get his take on Justin Fields and the quarterback position. He talked a little bit about Tyler Bagent too. Bagent, excuse me. While I was in the truck and my wife is driving the whole time. She's a saint. Thank you, Kitty, for driving so I could do that. And yeah, I finally made it home just in time because I had the other show with Sean today that I had to do in the truck. And I was like, well, if I have to do this in the truck with Dan tonight, so help me God, it's going to happen. <laughs> and so here we are, Dan. And that's my story of my shitty weekend slash day. Do you have anything you want to add to that in your personal life? Or you just want to no. like, I could I could take up the rest of our time with personal life stuff. Let's just talk bears, man. And I hope your dog's going to be okay. If I could, I don't know, maybe you already have this. There's a thing called a care credit card. Mm -hmm. Again, it's called care credit. It helps finance, you know, pet surgeries and stuff. Yeah, strangely enough, we looked into that when they were puppies and we're like, eh, not worth it. It is if the bill exceeds $250. You have six months to pay it without any interest whatsoever. Thankfully, I got mine paid off. I'm down to like, I don't know, $60 on it or something because I had to have, you know, uh, operation on my cat and a couple other things. Plus, you can utilize it yourself if you have dental problems or you can use it at a dentist office or, or even for your glasses, too. You can use it for dental and vision and for your pets. It's, it's a total win-win. You can use it for yourself? Yes, I used it for my root canal earlier this year. Right. Between that and my cat having to have surgery, I've got it all paid off down to about 60 bucks now. Wait, what is that called? Care Credit. Synchrony is the company that does the financing behind it. Got it. Thank you. I'm going to look into that. Yeah, you should. You can get approved today. Like You can utilize it before you actually receive your card, too. Uh, yeah. So if your dog's bill gets high, that'll take care of it, man, for real. This dog got hit and run over by a truck when she was Jesus. about a year and a half years old. She was in a, an oxygen chamber for uh, two days with a collapsed lung in ICU for like three. She's like a $40,000 fucking dog, Dan. <laughs> After, I understand. I love my dog, cats too. She's like the dog in Marley in me that just, you know, she's always, she's not the like person, Marley in me. The dog died. Well, she's not rambunctious like he is. She's not like is, but she's she's always like she's the dog that con constantly gets herself into some kind of trouble and ends up costing us money because it's a vet bill. <laughs> anyway, dude, let's stop talking about my damn dog. Dan, no, I appreciate the that? fact you love your dog, though. By oh, the way, let me much. just say that. Yes, like they're they're our children, so. Absolutely. How are you feeling tonight, my friend? I am worried. I'm pensive is my favorite word for this. And, and I just, I read stuff on, on Twitter and every bears fan that like, if you say like, ah, I'm concerned, they immediately say it's just the preseason. What's wrong with you? You meatball and all this stuff. I and mean, fuck you. 
It's like, okay, imagine your trip. For example, you were going seven hours, you got tunnel vision. You're like, I got to get out of the storm. What if you started having vehicle problems along the way, but you were just like, oh, don't care. Nothing matters until I get to Georgia. That's my destination. Whatever happens along the way, I'm going to ignore. That's what we're supposed to do when these fans yell at us and say, ah, it's just a preseason. You overreact. You're a typical Bears meathead. And just, I'm so tired of that shit. Look, here's what I saw Saturday. I'm not an expert. I'm just a fan. On Saturday, I saw the starting defense sands our safeties, which is important, I admit. But, I mean, most of the defense was intact, and they gave up another drive to start the game like they do every game. They could be playing the the 72 Dolphins or the winless Lions of 08, and they give up a touchdown seemingly on the first possession regardless of who they're playing. So that apparently isn't changing. (laughs) And then we've all – oh, we cheer Justin Fields. We talk about he could have 4,000 yards, and maybe he still will. But then he comes out looking like dog shit, like bad throws, bad throws, bad throw. Even the one that was completed was all on uh, on DJ. It wasn't a good throw by Justin. And it's just like, when when does Justin step up, man? Like, I'm so, I've been defending Justin since draft night, I feel like, the same way I did Jay Cutler. And it's just like, at some point, we need to see, it's only a preseason game. It's only a pre, I get it but it's a test and he looked bad again. The defense looked bad again. The offensive line of course is abysmal like every season since 2006. What do you mean again? He looked bad again. He looked bad. He hasn't come out. Like I love Justin Fields. I have four jerseys of Justin Fields, but when has he had the game passing the ball that we're all waiting for? I'm, I'm a chronic Justin Fields excuse maker. I make excuses for all the lines bad. He has no receivers. I did the same shit for Jay Cutler. At some point, he has to come out and play well. And I don't mean just by running, because then you're feeding into the narrative that he's just a running quarterback. Can I now, make it? Let me just say one more thing, and I'll shut up. I'm not one of these guys who says start Bajan. That's crazy. I'm not saying, in my opinion, that's crazy. I'm not saying anything like that. I'm just saying the whole thing Saturday was extremely deflating for me, overwhelmingly deflating, but please go ahead. Um, to, to what you were saying, if, if you take away, there was plenty of games last season where he was driving the ball down the field and some other, any, even in his rookie year against Pittsburgh. I was at that game. Kind of shit. Wow. That's awesome. There's almost some. There's always some kind of shit that's that has taken away his, his like moment drive. Like that Steelers drive was amazing. There was another one in that year. You probably recall it. I, I can't off the top of my head right now. But there was several in last season too. They had driven the ball down the field against the Packers and couldn't fucking score on the on the goal line. They had done it multiple times against the Commanders. Like it. It seems like they. It was almost um, conspiratorial that they, you know, all the hits that were taken out of him on the slides that they never called, all the 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 uh, quarterback hits that he's taken in the pocket that should have been called that weren't. He said it himself. We've all seen it before. So is it is there like a little bit of just maybe, you know, the bias, the shit that's been given against him from the NFL for whatever fucking reason? They took away several wins. And I agree with all of that. I do. Would you feel differently? 
at some point he's got to, he's got to, he's got to perform, man. But I listen, mean, I know well, like- let me ask you that question. If they added all of the, if you add up all the wins he should have had that were taken away from him, would you feel differently? Would you uh, not have said that previous statement? That's a big if. <laughs> That's a very large if. Yeah, I mean, that changes the whole narrative if he suddenly got, you know, like six comeback victories. But the fact is he, he doesn't have them. And I love Fields. I do. Like I said, I keep telling you, I've got four jerseys. i got the orange one, the throwback, the traditional white, and the, the navy. So I'm putting my money where my mouth is. Having said that, I'm not just pointing at Justin here. The whole team Saturday, it looked like, it looked like, oh my God, has there been any progress this entire summer? This looked like the 2022 Bears. And I've got my hopes up, Jack. I'm going to that Packers game, and I spent you know seven hundred dollars to buy those tickets. So I've got my hopes up, and I feel like I'm. I was already worried for the Green Bay game because until you beat the bully, you haven't beaten the bully, regardless if Rodgers is gone or not. And now, you know they cut Leatherwood. You know, it's just like, okay, so Kramer's hurt. Uh, Lucas Patrick's always hurt. Mm-hmm. And Whitehair, who I didn't have a lot of faith in anyway, he can't snap. He's hurt. So, and then you cut a back. I mean, Leatherwood's not great, but I mean, at least it's a depth piece. Maybe they're looking to claim some people tomorrow when they can. I don't know. But well, the offensive line seems like it's in total shambles. And the defense, I know it's preseason. I know they played vanilla. But it doesn't matter if it's a playoff game or a regular season game. They always give up points early in the fucking game. And then ju- there's Justin, you know, like holding on to the ball too long, bad throws, bad throws. Just it seems like it's a nightmare that just never ends. And I'm not negative when we come to opening day against Green Bay. I'm going to be cheering loudly, even if they're behind. I'm not giving up. So anyone that's saying that is wrong. But if that was the test, if that was the SAT to go to college, you failed it. You got to take it again. I just think that. Like I, like I just said, if you take – I know it's an if, and you can't look back at the past because it is what it is, right? But there, he, there was plenty of moments that he has shown that he is the man that have been taken away from him for various different reasons. Fucking uh, Smith uh, – uh, Smith – who was it from the, the – uh, no, uh, the guy from, that we got from the Vikings who fumbled the ball against the Vikings on the – Smith-Marset. Smith Marset, I almost said Najigba. Smith Marset, yes. Um, game, the game where uh, Velas Jones uh, muffs the punt, oh. and they lose. He comes driving down the field, and there was an interception at the end of the game. Like they had that game if he didn't fumble that fucking punt. Uh, the game where there was a missed field goal, a uh, point after attempt, and Justin had to drive down the field on that. So. It, there, there has been several instances that have been proven to us that he can do it. So to, to I understand, you know, you're looking at the preseason and you're saying, I, I'm not seeing what I want to see because I'm seeing the same thing that I saw last year. And On both sides of the ball, including of the, the offensive like, line too, by the way, always in flux, always yeah. somebody hurt, well, always something that. wrong. And even if Justin was playing at the level that we – dream of him playing if those guys up front can't block for him i mean then it doesn't matter anyway he's gonna be running for his life that's true 
that is like the one concern I think we have right now is the injuries to the offensive line. Because, and I think that goes to the, the, the point of the, the show, which is, are you concerned about Green Bay? Oh, yeah. Well, I think there might be cause for concern about Green Bay because of the injuries. And not only that, but Travis Gibson now wants to be traded. Where the, what, it looked like we were developing this kid to be something pretty good on the defensive line. And meanwhile, the whole time they've been playing him, you know, so many reps in the preseason because it turns out he probably asked for that so that he could showcase his skills to be traded, which he has asked for and they've granted. So now Travis Gibson is on his way out. And you're not going to get much for him. Let's keep it real. You're going to get like a seventh round pick, maybe. And, and why, why does he have to go? Like if I'm the bears, like I'm not cutting him. Like, even if he's not the starter, I'm sorry. Uh, (laughs) I don't have to release you just because you say you want traded. He showed up in the preseason. We got to give him his props for that. And if I were the Bears, if someone didn't trade for him, then I'm not just cutting him just to cut him. Because who's been ahead of him that's like played so well that forces you to cut him, you know? Yeah. Let's take a moment if here. If you to, uh, guy on the quote unquote hits principle to show up and give you effort and all that stuff, he's done it. I mean, that's the justification for, for releasing PJ Walker, right? You say, right. well, the kid outplayed him, so he deserves it. <sighs> that scares me, too. That's another topic. But see Caleb Haney, by the way. But <laughs> if you want to say the hits, all the effort and all that matters, well, Gibson's earned a shot in the rotation, too. Yeah, I guess. Let's get this uh, to everyone in the chat here. Guys, thanks for joining us. Mark Kazak, Keo Carito. Leo Factor, Cliff Victoria, STC, Retro, AC Adam. Let's see, who else is there? Raging Oracle, great to see you again, man. Uh, Demand1599, thanks for joining us. Who else did I miss here? Let's scroll up a little bit more. We appreciate you guys joining us. You guys are what makes this show go around. So we appreciate you for hanging out with us tonight uh, as we listen to... Uh, I love I love your take on things, Dan, because... You know, one of my buddies in here, Steve, actually, and I forgot to address him. Thanks, Steve, for joining us. Steve S., what's up, buddy? As Steve S. actually has some good takes, and he kind of feels similarly to this as well, like you do. So you got Green Bay coming to town. You got uh, an injured offensive line. You got a defensive line with one of the best players that so far in the preseason that wants to be traded. Um, You've got... You know, the, the Packers are a stellar running team. They've got a pretty damn good defensive line. Not sure about their secondary as much now, but... Uh, and you're going to the game. You spent all this money to come to Chicago from Virginia to go watch this game. West and Virginia. I can understand... West Virginia, sorry. I can understand your concern and, you know, like... Do you you don't want to go to a game? No, I want to go. I'm going to go. I I care. I care regardless. I'm always going to care. I I'm never going to tell you. I'm not the guy that's going to say I should be the coach or I should be the GM. I know nothing. I'm just a fan. But I do know this. The one thing that that always worked when I was a kid 
and I know football is different, but let's just say Ditka just for just a second. They played the preseason like to get in shape and to create rhythm and fluidity. So when week one started, in theory, you're ready. But now we're also afraid of getting hurt or something that the preseason, even going back to the bald fuck, was just like, ah, it doesn't matter. And wouldn't you like it if I were the coach? I'm just, I would never be the coach. I'm just saying, I would love it if the coach said, I don't give a shit if we put something on tape right now anyway. Our goal is to use these games to be ready for the Packers. So if that means running a few plays that they're going to see on tape, so be it. Have them stop us. Because it's not like by the time week two or three comes around that your assortment of plays is already on tape anyway. So I would like to see them use the preseason to get rhythm, to get continuity, to get the line together. Look at the line. Okay, so Braxton Jones, give him all the props in the world. He's been healthy. He wood. He hasn't missed any games. Assuming you have wide hair at left guard, assuming I guess you have Patrick at center, who's played like two plays with the Bears and is always hurt. Davis, who knows what the fuck is going on with him? He's like, he signed. He's like, ah, I don't like it. It's too hot out there. I'm not going to practice. Are you crazy? And then the, the our first round pick, he hurt his ankle. So, but you'd like to think whatever the rotation is, you'd have those guys together playing together so when it comes week one there's some cohesiveness some rhythm and and even with the defense it's like well our safeties don't play our linebacker we signed from buffalo it's like yeah he's he's got a mystery ailment he's not really going to play in gawkway he's not really going to play just a couple so the defense week one they haven't played each with each other so there's no rhythm or rhyme or reason it's like the preseason is so meaningless they don't even utilize it for what it was supposed to be for so now what? And you're on mute, I think. How can you do that with two weeks off between the next game, though? Well, let me ask you this. I don't mean to answer your question with a question. If you were, you know, let's say Rodgers in Green Bay for all those years, the same, the same system, the same everything, maybe you don't need the preseason as much. This is a 3-14 and 14 football team last year. Yeah. So you need to use those opportunities along the way to get better. And now, because the line hasn't played, or maybe it's because they're hurt, but mm-hmm. again, uh, Chase has always hurt at wide receiver. There was people trying to say Mooney was going to get traded today. Thankfully, that was shot down. Uh, I'm just, at some point, you got to be able to come out and play as a team. And, uh, and basically, week one is going to look like the team that should have played in the preseason. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, oh, right. no, we got our team together. But right. it's week one. It's too important to just come out and start trying shit. You should already be ready to go. You know, you, you wouldn't take – okay, so NASCAR – I don't like NASCAR, but their first race is Daytona, right? It's a championship, their Super Bowl. You wouldn't just take your car there casually and say, yeah, we're just going to figure it out. You work the whole offseason to get that car ready, and that's what we should do for Green Bay. And now at week one, we're going to come out fucking sloppy – and, and we're going to have all these excuses if they beat us. And it makes me sick, man. Like, get the team ready. I love your passion. That we, we have to get to this, Dan. Steve S. has a super chat question. Dan, do you believe in the Bears coaching staff? Not in Allen Williams because the defense has been so bad. Everyone will say, ah, how can you say that? They they did this. They did that. They, they played well against – okay, they did play well against Philly. There are a lot of teams – 
like you said, Justin would get the, the score. Oh, man, the Bears may win this game. They got the score. As soon as Justin would score in the fourth quarter, the defense would give up a 17-play drive every time and allow the other team to score. Whenever they needed a stop, they did not get the stop. So, no, I, don't, I believe he should have been fired. I believe the defensive line coach should have been fired for all the guys standing on their tiptoes last year like they're fighting with pillows. We we criticize our, our pick from Florida. Oh, he doesn't get off the ball quick enough. The whole damn defensive line didn't get off the ball quick last year, and that's on tape. And that's one guy who's who's coaching that. In terms of Eberflus, it's too soon for me to create an indictment on him, but I know it's it's very hypocritical to to talk about how oh we've got this hits, pr-, but the, it doesn't really during the season. You could see people loafing. And it was never enforced. It was it's bullshit if they say that was enforced last year. But then you say, well, the team was trying to lose, Dan. They wanted the first round. They, but don't lie to me then about the fucking hit system. They weren't trying to the, win last year. I, you know, you were at the game. You were at that last game when they gave up. I yeah, they gave when Nathan Peterman was uh, playing well. They're like, holy shit, Peterman might help us win. Bring that kid we signed on Tuesday. I don't know what his fucking name is. We just signed him on Tuesday. Put him in the game. Put him right. in the game. We can't afford to win this game. And in the end, that was probably the right thing to do. I I just – am I worried about the staff? Hell, yeah, I'm worried about the staff. I'm worried about everything. And and I just – at least I can say that and not feel like I'm going to be attacked because so many of the Bears, like, fans, like, oh, you're an idiot because this is just a preseason. But if we – again, if you define the preseason, what is it to do? It's to build – your team to build conditioning, to build continuity, to get it ready for week one. And we did, we just shit it away. You know, Justin didn't even play in the second game. The first game he had like three throws and then he looked shitty the other day. So uh, they just didn't take advantage of the opportunity. So if they lose to green Bay, it's going to be like, well, you know what? It's, it's your fucking fault for just letting the summer just dissipate, not giving a shit. Eberflus. When when did football players get so uh, afraid of getting? I mean, I I get the the concussion stuff and all that that they didn't know back then. I'm, I'm not saying like you've got to show you can say three fingers so you get you get back in the game, pussy. No, I don't mean that. But they used to have six preseason games back in the day, and they played hard. When did we get so like afraid to get hurt that they don't even even play in the preseason? What's the point of the preseason then? Why not just fucking put those other nine games, make them regular season games, those other three, and and make them all count if you're not going to do anything with them? It's true because they break they they remove the fourth game because of injury concerns, and then they wait two weeks to start the season. I mean, it really is two weeks if you you don't unless you consider the you know the Thursday night game is the first game, so like a week and a half, really, right? Right. So now there is like there's that lull between the last time you had your you played in a game, and you didn't play that much, you know. In 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 the, in the case of this starting offensive system here with Justin Fields, more than I thought he would, though I will say that much. Um, but yeah, now you have this lull where now you're. Now you're going back to practice against your same guys again for, in, in this case, it works out to be over two weeks later for the Bears because they're playing on Sunday as opposed to last Saturday. So I, I, don't, I, I don't know, man. I like, I like the, um, the bravado that you bring to this, though, because 
I think you're onto something with it. Just get rid of preseason altogether with them and just have if it. You're like, not going to uh, use it to, to, as a tool to, it's almost like, again, I go back to college. I don't mean to keep using analogies, but if you have all this opportunity to study and your big test is week one, but it's like they fucking just shit away all their time to study. They went out drinking instead. They're flunking out of college right now. And this test is coming up on September 10th and they're not fucking ready. Now, maybe they still win because maybe they're better than Green Bay. Maybe Green Bay's not ready. Maybe that coach is exposed for Rodgers carrying him the last bunch of years and making everybody think he was a good coach when he wasn't. So all these things could happen. Maybe you get – we beat San Francisco last year. You know, you were there. And and the 49ers made it to the championship game. So things happen. But it just – I feel like they're going to have this built-in excuse if they start out slow – early in the season, it's like, you didn't have to start out slow. You could have used the summer to get ready, which is what it was supposed to be for. So what are you doing, man? I have an idea. I have a solution to that problem, Dan. Instead of having preseason games, why don't they just um, make it to where they have a joint practice against a defined, you know, three defined teams, or in this case, there was already one, so you would add it would be four defined teams so that you're actually getting reps against another team that you're not going to play in that, in that season. So, That's you know, not a bad idea. Right. And then if they wanted to, they could like go and make it like NFL plus plus or NFL preseason plus. So you could get like the content of just watching the scrimmages because, you know, because there's, there's such money cows. That'd be a great way to just add an, add an additional charge to your NFL package that if you were that diehard that really wanted to watch that, you would pay for it. Other than that, they don't need to broadcast it because most people, you know, don't give a shit for one thing. And the other perspective of people like us that find that we could we critique what's going on with it, at least in this case, they're not uh, fucking off by only playing three preseason games as opposed to four, like you're saying, because they're doing four intra-squad scrimmages for two days against these said teams. That actually yeah, be a good. And idea. before '78, they played six, because back then you had 14 games, and they played six preseason games. And they cut two of those preseasons and added it, made it a 16-game season beginning in 1978. So, it, point is, at one time there were six preseason games, and people played. Like the starters played. They fucking mattered. I know it's a different era. It's, but still, it just feels like the Bears didn't. I'm, I'm beating a dead horse, so to speak, but it feels like they didn't even attempt to utilize the, the time that they had. And that is upsetting to me because I am someone who comes out here. I'm, I feel like uh, to do the Iverson thing now. Come on, man. We're talking about practice. No, but you had three games, though. The three games were your, your, your opportunity to prove things. They could have said the same thing last year. Hey, guys, remember uh, Nagy used to always say that. Hey, we're we're looking good in practice. Okay, well, what are you doing on Sunday? Well, Dan, here's a here's a question for you. Keo Carito says the preseason isn't for starters; it's for the backups. If there wasn't preseason, no backups would ever get a chance. It's not a question, but it's kind of a statement to. What do you think about that? I can't. I mean, there's definitely some truth into that. Like Tom Waddle would have never made the Bears had there not been preseason. You know, uh, this kid from here in West Virginia would have never made the the team over PJ Walker if there's not a preseason. 
but at some point you still have to play your starters a little bit and get them ready. And I, I understood why they took fields out on Saturday. I'm not complaining about that. Fuck. If he's going to get hit and they're still not throwing flags, the referees in midseason form there, the fields gets hit. And that would, if that's on Rogers, that's roughing the passer there. Again, there's no call there. And if you're really going to give the job to the kid, of course, at the time, we didn't know it yet. Then that's the way it is in a regular season. Fields could go down in the middle of the drive and he has to go in on a moment's notice. So for that, I actually like that in hindsight. Now I didn't think of it that way when it was happening. I was like, Oh God, is Justin hurt? That's what I thought. I was like, please tell me he's not hurt. So I saw him on the side. Okay. Thank God he's not hurt. Then after about two possessions, I thought, you know what? That's a good time to put that kid in there. You know, because in in real life, if Justin goes down, it's not going to be like, hey, kid, get ready. You got five minutes to go. You're about to go in. It's not the NBA. I mean, like you're getting ready to check in at the table. Like if he goes down, it's going to be unknown. You know, so jump in the middle of the drive. He's hurt. So I like that. And, you know, he did look good, even though he had that drop touchdown that led to that interception and. All that bullshit. But the kid, the kid earned his job here. He's earned it, even though I'm still afraid. I, I don't think I would have cut Walker. I would have kept all three. Um, they saved two million dollars. Well, they they him. they ate like four and a half for cutting Leatherwood, though. Mm. They might bring him back, though. I think I have a feeling they're going to bring him back. Leatherwood? Yeah. Well, why cut him then? Just for money? I don't so they know. Really, wait, they really ate four and a half million dollars cutting him? Yeah, dead money. Oh, Jesus. Why? It's like, why do that when death is your problem? I know Leatherwood maybe isn't good enough to start. I get it. But has Whitehair ever been just like, oh, you can depend on Cody Whitehair? You put him at left guard, he's not getting hurt. Jenkins is going to be out at least a month. He's supposed to he reportedly in a walking boot and still limping badly. Uh, per various reports, it's not like I'm in the locker room. So, and then at any moment, Whitehair, Whitehair's kind of old too. He's been around since like Fox was coach. I mean, he could get hurt at any minute, and then suddenly we've got, you know, Carter in there, and that's if Davis is at right guard. Is he ready to? Ta- is he ready to play now? I mean, he skipped the entire summer too. It's just like they allowed him to do it. I, I still, that's a mystifying story to me that he's just allowed not to practice or anything the whole summer and they don't even disclose what's up. Yeah. So bears. Usually, usually in this time, what I like about what Fluce is doing with that is that he doesn't have to. So if it's not that bad of an injury, it means he doesn't have to like worry you with it. That's how I take it. Well, that's what they said about Kevin White too. Well, that was that whole summer when they're, oh, he's going to be fine. He's fine. He's fine. You know, oh, shit. He's out for four years. Okay. He's going to be out for four years. We knew this the whole time. We just kept lying. Man, I never liked that pick. That pick just pissed me off from the moment it happened. And, but then, of course, I thought, okay, this guy could be the next Fitzgerald. Yeah. He, he maybe it was the dreads or whatever, but he, he looked like he was the same, like, kind of. Oh, he's in great shape. He's all his body looks like he's like a a Greek god. Mm -hmm. But yeah, he just couldn't stay healthy. He had the one catch against New England on that Hail Mary from Mitch, where he he, about a half yard from scoring. That was like his only big play as a bear the whole time. It's just, I mean, 
it's it, he's snake bitten. It's not like that's what he wanted it to be, but it, it's what it ended up being. And the Bears lied about that whole offseason. And Davis, if you saw that pressure he had, he kind of was like, uh, I'm paraphrasing. This is obviously not a quote. Uh, guys, I'm fine. Uh, ask them why I'm not playing. That's essentially what he was saying. Like, I'm fine. I'm ready to go, but uh, I, I can't talk about it. It's just like, why would you? You're going to put a guy out there, even if Davis starts, and you're going to hear, well, he's not in football shape. He's not in football shape. That's why he gave up that sack. That's why Justin took that big hit. Oh, he's tired. Oh, Khalil Herbert, he would have had a – God, that was the right call against the Blitz. and uh, He caught – oh, but Davis let his man go because he's not in football shape. He's tired. It's hot out here today, you know, Dan? It's hot. <laughs> so what the fuck are we doing, man? Like, how's this guy allowed to take off the whole summer? I couldn't do that at my job, and I'm not getting paid by the goddamn Chicago Bears. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like, this is important. There's only 17 of these games that are promised to us. That's I it. Love, God, I love your fucking passion, my friend. Well, think about it. There's there, there's no guarantee. How many? We've both been watching the Bears 30 years or so, and the Bears have made the playoffs. We can count our fucking hands the years they've made the playoffs. We can do it now if you want to. <laughs> okay. Let's just say since 1990. 90, 91, 94, 2001, 2005. 2006, 2010, 2018, 2020. Nine times since 1990. Nine fucking times since 1990. So we're not we're not promised anything here. I remember counting that number before the last three with with Nag, uh, the last two with Nagy. I was I, just, I had that, that number was stuck in my head too, Dan. <laughs> now, we haven't won a playoff game since Jay beat the Seahawks. Do you remember first playoff pass of his career? To Greg Olson, the bomb, touchdown Bears. It was great. Snow was out. We haven't won a game in the playoffs since January of 2011. And it just feels like our coaches contend, continually do the same shit. Breaking my heart over here, man. I'm, trying to get I'm not trying here. to be negative. It's just like when I watched <laughs> this, I was like, I felt like it was like a dream on loop. Like I was having the same recurring nightmare about the Bears, it's like, dude, I'm 42. I'm going to be 43 this season. I've been watching them since I was a little fucking boy and didn't even have fucking pubic hair yet, for God's sake. Since I was a fucking baby, I've been watching the Bears, and it's been the same shit for the most part, with, with the exception of a couple years, my whole life. Are you worried that... The, are you more worried that they won't make the playoffs this season or that they will end up being one of those... Typical Bears teams, that's a one-and-done, you know, playoff run team. I'm worried about uh, – in my life, I've always, like the, – the wins never felt as important to me if my guy wasn't playing. For example, if, if Tom Zach was in there, like, man, this is a win, but I want McMahon back in there. If, you know, if Eric Kramer wasn't in there and Steve Walsh was winning, I'm like, man, this would be so much more important if Kramer were in there. You know, it would just like, oh, man, I've got to have Rex in there, not Kyle Orton. I've got to have Jay in there, not Josh McCown. Like, we need Cutler to get these wins. And I don't want to do that now. I don't care who – I don't care if Nathan Peterman starts. I want them to win, and I want to be happy because I'm always, like, wanting the main guy to be the guy, like Justin Fields. I want Fields to be the unquestioned starter. So my biggest concern is 
Fields comes out playing the way he has shown, and then so- suddenly the great white hope people start beating that fucking backup drum. Oh, I think he should be the starter. That's that's the quarterback controversy. I don't need and don't want. And maybe this guy ends up being something. I don't want to shit on him, but he could also be Caleb Haney. Because let's keep in mind, he's he's played against backup defenses in the preseason who also aren't trying. So, and then suddenly you put him in there, and a Caleb Haney in the in the most pivotal pivotal of moments in the NFC Championship game comes in, never played before, and in replace of Cutler, and then Todd Collins was terrible, so they just like fuck it, just put this other guy in. Collins is horrible. So, and then he plays decent enough to where you're like, okay, he's the backup now. He's our backup, and then he's just terrible. The Bears are seven and three. Jay breaks his finger against the Chargers, his thumb, and then they lose that. They shit that whole season away because they had a backup in Caleb Haney. All they had to do was win one more game, and they make the playoffs. They went from seven and three and finished eight and eight. And Josh McCown got the win in the last game of the season. Why not play? If you have McCown the whole time, maybe you, maybe sign McNabb, who was on fucking Chicago media every week begging to get a chance for his hometown bears but no we've got caleb haney so yeah i do i'm worried that bajant is caleb haney and i don't want a a quarterback controversy i want justin to be the man but at the same time i just want to win so bajant has uh caleb haney has never thrown a ball or or moved an offense like bajant has done though i get i get what you're saying you don't want him to just i get it because let's just you know I like to pontificate, as we call it here, instead of, you know, play devil's advocate. It's pontificate. So let's just say Justin goes down for – we're struggling in the game, right? Let's say we're one and two and we're, we're struggling in game four. Justin goes down in the, you know, second quarter, misses the rest of the game. Bajan comes in and just throws for five touchdowns. I mean, I'm just, you know, devil's advocate here, pontificating. And this is the scenario that you're talking about that you do not want. So now we go into game five or game four or whatever. And, oh, look what Beige, you don't want that controversy that, you know, a player like that brings. No. Because he comes along and does and has a flash in the pan, great game. You know, that could be like the Nick Foles game against the Falcons when he came back, you know, you know. It's just a flash in the pan kind of a game. It doesn't mean he can do it again. So you don't want the hopes getting up that this kid is like, oh, he's going to be the next savior when we're supposed to be focusing on Justin Fields being the savior. Right. Well, I want Justin to be the unquestioned leader to where we can say, all right, we got our quarterback. Let's build around him and stop always feeling like we have to see, wait and see on him. But in part, that's his fault too, though. Like, read a defense and throw to the right place and not hold the ball too long. And it just, come on, man, just play good. Just play well, just get us a victory against green Bay, have some good stats. And then everybody just say, he's the guy. That's what I want more than anything other than winning is that we can just say, Justin's the guy and move on. I had, um, like I said, Sean Salisbury, was on the show earlier today. We did a, a six o'clock show for like 40 minutes. It was only supposed to be like 15. It turned out to be 40 because we were, we were having such a great time. And one of the things he was talking about with Justin, he said it perfectly was that he wants him to play. Um, he wants him to be the, you know, he said being the game manager, like, what do you think of when you say game manager? You know, it's like, you think of that's not something that a quarterback wants to be, but you have to be a game manager as a quarterback. So he said like, 
basically playing boring football. Just play some boring football. Just, you know, get, get the ball out of your hand. Get the, get those quick plays, move the ball down the field, play that boring football, boom, hit them deep. Then you can bring the, the excitement out. Once you've basically bored the defense to death, then you let the other side of Justin shine through to take over the game in in other ways that his skill set can do that very few can and so uh, the question i guess remains is can he do that do you think he can do that i think he can do that is can he get the ball out of his hand quick enough to 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 be the boring guy like he used brady as the most boring example you know, he just basically the checkdown was almost built into the play. Just, just check the ball down. Just bore, bore the defense to death until you can set him up for that big one. Do you think that Justin can do that? Do you, does he have it in him? Is he capable? I, I want to say one hundred percent, he is capable. And, and it's like my wet dream for him to show that, and to have four thousand yards and and just to be the guy that I want him to be. But I feel like my whole life, like I said, I'm like, ah, oh, I just want Jay to show that this trade was worth that, that we gave up those picks and it was a good trade and people to get off his back and fuck them with the smoking Jay and all this shit. I want Rex to win the Super Bowl and be the MVP and, and tell Manning to suck it. You know, I've, I feel like I'm always constantly, oh, we got to win so we can get McMahon re-signed, you know, or even Harbaugh. You know, it's just like shit. Like I'm tired of having to like, wish for something i want it to manifest now but could i please comment on something that i think it was cliff that said it um god what well, can you replay his most recent i think it was about bajan he had I, no there was a one before that maybe that he had that i was like i've got to say something about that Bajan looks good for a rookie but he's no fields uh there was something else i don't know maybe i, I forgot it but i wanted to comment on something let's get let's get the retro super chat Fields the unquestioned leader until 24, 25. I mean, in theory, it'll be way past that. That's what I hope. Yeah. I hope Bajan is just um, another pre, another summer camp, like person that we worship. Like, remember, it was that uh, Gentry kid, the wide receiver. Before that, every year it was Mike Hass when Lovey was coached that, oh man, he doesn't drop a pass. Why doesn't he make the team? Like just the the star of camp, let him be the star of camp. Hopefully, Justin by week four, the the Denver game, which I'll also be at. Hopefully, by that game, he's in such a rhythm we don't even care who that that Bajan is the backup. You know, but I would have kept PJ Walker because PJ had. Oh, that's what I wanted to talk about. Brock Brock Purdy. If I'm San Francisco fans right now, I am fucking furious because a think about this: you traded three first round round picks to get Trey Lance. Trey Lance mm-hmm. played against us, the game you were at last year. I know it was raining and all these things uh, that affected him. He didn't look that poor. Like, to me, if 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 the Bears had Trey Lance last year and he was the rookie we drafted, I would have been thinking, this guy might be able to play. He gets hurt in week two. He's out for the year. So they trade him for a fourth-round pick for a guy that was the seventh-round pick who sustained a major fucking injury in the championship game. So, A, is he now that there's tape on him? Can he do it again in his second year? You'd have been questioning that had he not gotten hurt. And now that he's gotten hurt, can he even come back from the injury? 
and you just trade this guy who had some potential and you draft you traded three first round picks for if I'm San Francisco I'm furious at that because you need Lance I mean, look, I don't hate Sam Darnold, but fuck, man. If Brock Purdy goes down and Sam Darnold's your guy, he's more than likely not leading you where you want to go. This is a right. team that's been the title game multiple times, what, like two of the last three years. That's so why they, they got on, away with that trade. They're yeah. on the cusp of winning or going to a Super Bowl. They lost to KC in Super Bowl 54. So yeah. it's like, why would you trade Trey Lance for a fourth-round pick when you don't know – Again, can Brock Purdy repeat it the second straight year, and can he come back from his injury? It, it's all it's all unknown. There's that no goes, way to have a trade Lance. I, I wish the Bears would have traded for him for a fourth-round pick. Shit. That would have been a great backup. That kind of goes to Retro's uh, – his other $2 super chat. Thank you, Retro, for parity is the NFL's goal – the NFL's goal revenue sh- – goal. Sorry. Parity is the NFL's goal. Revenue sharing proves it. So – Parody is kind of just trading him away for nothing to just give him to another team to see what, you know, if he can develop in a way, kind of to your point. Thank you, Retro. Just wanted to get to that super chat. But you're right. Like, imagine if the Bears, the only reason why they got away with that is because they're still winning. You know, if the Bears had, if the Bears made that Trubisky trade, and failed, but they were still winning because they had another backup quarterback that they drafted somewhere else that, like, you know, made Trubisky look like shit. They would nobody would be talking about the Trubisky trade, right? Right. I'm just saying in that one game against the Bears, he showed a little bit of promise, and it was his first start ever. And he gets hurt the next week, so at the very least, you've got some tape to say, okay, this guy's got some skill. He's not a bum. And maybe he ends up being a complete bum. But for that one day against the Bears, he had me scared a few times, for sure. And then they they put all the – maybe Purdy continues to play the way he did last year, and they know something that I don't, which is quite possible. But for me, if I'm a 49er fan, I'm upset about that because if Purdy struggles, I want the guy that at least we traded three first-round picks for. And now you've got Sam Darnold. Because Purdy isn't really the answer, right, is he? I don't know. Maybe he is. It's just like last year when Purdy got hurt, they should have broken the glass and had Jimmy G in. But for some reason, Garoppolo was allegedly healthy, but they thought oh, Brock Purdy, we got Brock Purdy. We don't need Jimmy Garoppolo. He's only led us to a Super Bowl in an NFC championship game. So if they have Garoppolo dressed, maybe they, got, maybe they beat Philly. Who knows? But they had all their proverbial eggs behind Purdy and where did it lead them to a blowout? If I'm them, I'm furious for trading train lines and for nothing, a fourth-round pick. I mean, not to say a fourth-round pick is nothing, but when you traded three first-round picks for him, that's nothing. Right. Like, I can't believe that we we could have gotten in on that, I think, right? (laughs) Right? Make him our third stringer? (laughs) If I told you that Trey Lance was the backup over the, the kid, like, just two weeks ago, just before we saw this, would you be like, oh, that's a step down? To me, that's a huge step up. Swifty is saying that O-line played really good with three starters missing. What did you watch? What, Saturday's game? Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Do you remember the play where Fields, like, uh, on a screen got annihilated? Uh, probably roughing the passer should have been called. But they took him out of the game immediately? Am I the only one that saw that play? 
Yes, that's that's the one that sparked Bajan okay. coming back in. Yeah. All right, well, uh, case dismissed. <laughs> there was also a couple plays like Swifty saying, Fields took both hits on screen passes. One where Tyler Scott didn't run the screen. Tyler Scott was completely fucking confused where he was looking to the two receivers to his right and it got to like down to DJ Moore. And he's like, I don't know if I can figure it out for yourself, kid. And then when the play happened, Tyler Scott just kind of ran out. He was on the right side. It was like a, a it was like a trips formation, I think. And Tyler Scott was was on the inside and he kind of just didn't know what to do. And then Justin was supposed to go to him. I think that's the screen player talking about Swifty. And then Justin just kind of had to bow down and take the sack. The play there, limit thing, I don't believe that for one minute. I'm sorry to interrupt you. I had to comment on that. Like, if you believe that that's the reason they took him out, oh, well, we reached our play limit. doesn't matter we're about to score. And that just that massive hit was a coincidence, then I can sell you uh, an air guitar without a case. That reminds me of my, a buddy of mine. He, like, he told me, we were, we were, he, I worked with him. He's like, man, last night I had a dream that I was teaching an air guitar class. And I just thought that that's the most fucking insane dream that I could ever imagine having. Like this. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like this, guys. Not like this. I could see Aaron yeah. Mikulski doing that. <laughs> He's got the beard, you know, just a, a big Viking with a guitar. Yeah. Uh, you know, Bears go ahead. What's that? I said, uh, Bearski film saying, Dana, on, the, on that one, Fields needs to drift a bit more to avoid that hit. A, a a big hit on a big hit on him as well. I wouldn't expect much blocking on a screen. Everyone, like I'm not going to be one of these guys that says I know more than what I know or something to that. Effect. I'm not going to like because they have dissenting opinions. I'm not going to challenge their integrity or their intelligence. When I watched the the game, did I take notes or something to to specifically come out and say this sequence versus this sequence? No. But look, the guy playing left guard got cut the majority of the game Kramer got hurt and then Dieter Iceland was playing center. Do you really believe you have comfortable, you think going in the season, Dieter Iceland could be a good center. Like I'd rather have Sam Mustafer than Dieter Iceland. And I, I'm sorry. I don't have any faith in Larry Borum either. So if you all think everything's okay at the offensive line, I hope you're correct. That's all I can say. Steve S is agreeing with you earlier. He said that something about the offensive line, I'm trying to find it, but the offensive line is horrible, he said. I mean, if if Patrick can show, because I figure he's going to start at center against the Packers. If he can show why we why we signed him and and stay healthy, maybe Whitehair can play left guard, Braxton can play left tackle, maybe their kid comes in at right tackle, maybe Davis decides he wants to be here for right guard, and maybe they can gel together. But like I said before, all that's a big maybe, and it should be a solidified answer heading into week one. You should know. It shouldn't be a guessing game going into week one. I agree. I do agree with that. You need to know what you have going into the field week one. And why and wouldn't you run your offense just again, get it in sync? They're like, ah, we don't want anybody to see it on tape. We don't want the fucking to see, see it, it by week two. So what difference does it make? Are you really that paranoid that if they know when the end of rounds coming that, or that bubble screen is coming that, oh my God, we can't win a game unless we disguise that. Just try well, to Dan, get in sync. 
aren't you really that paranoid that we're going to lose this game to the Packers? So wouldn't you agree that you wouldn't want to show the Packers as the first team, all your player, you know, I want the bears to be good enough to, they can say, this is the play we're running and, and fuck stop. You, we're doing it. Fuck you. Stop it. <laughs> Here comes Walter straight up the damn metal third and eight. We're getting the first down. Fuck right. you. Stop it. That's what I want to say. I don't expect them to run third and eight. Like in like it's 1984. I understand that, but I'm just saying like, I feel like, the Bears should be confident enough to to run their shit and just be like, "Hey, we're going to be better than you, and we're going we're in rhythm and we're ready to go." That's what I want to see. But that, and I I'm not negative. I'm not going to go into the Packers game and think that they're going to lose. Or if they if Fields gets picked off, I'm like, "Ah, see, it's over." I'm not that guy. If they're losing forty-seven to seven, I'm not leaving the game until it's over. Like I'm not quitting. You know, that's like when the Mike Brown games against. You know, since or I'm sorry, against Cleveland and uh, San Francisco in 2001, I wasn't at those games, but I didn't move, leave my TV. I didn't quit watching. I didn't give up hope. That's why those comebacks meant so much more to me because I wasn't a fair weathered fan, and I'm not now either. But I think there's a lot to legitimately be worried about with the other fans, and I don't mean the guys that's in our chat room. I just meant on Twitter, not even directed toward me. I've seen it directed toward others. Where they just shout at people saying, like, ah, it's it's exhibition, it's preseason, you don't know what you're talking about. And we all have valid opinions here because we're all just fans. We don't work for the franchise, we don't know what's going on. So we're all just giving our best, you know, hypothesis here. And I think it's okay to be uh, critical and scrutinize what they're doing. That doesn't mean I don't care. It means I care for fuck's sake. I know it's Especially with the fucking Packers. Retro saying $2 super chat. Thank you, Retro. Bears need to send the house and sink at love. I'm not sure. I mean, I really hope that would work. Here's my here's my concern. And I, I'm going to have to stand up for this because. I, 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 listen, Dan, I, I think we talked about this before. I can handle a loss, okay? But I can't handle a loss at the hands of Jordan Love. If the fucking running game and the defense dominates us, fine. But if Jordan Love is the reason why they beat us by 15 points or more, I, I, I or even by fucking three, I, I, I'm supposed to to do this PSF app thing where I where I watch the game as a fan on my phone, and I, and I nobody's picked. The Green Bay game yet, and I'm kind of terrified to do that because I, I don't want to show my like um, raging oracle, uh, my raging oracle during the Packers game. But but maybe that's what they want. But my point of that is, is like I'm gonna be so like, I'm gonna be frantic too. Love stinks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The worst case scenario is. You know, let's say Fields leads a scoring drive. The Bears have a like a two-point lead and or they punt, whatever. And Fields, or not Fields, Love goes all the way down the field and leads a winning drive to beat us in week one at Soldier Field. And he's going to get all the credit. And then they're going to say the Packers still own us. And, and now Love owns us. And, dude, I... I feel like I'm going to become a drinker again if this happens. <laughs> You're like, I'm going to go. I'm I'm sorry, but this game, I'm going out and buying a bottle of whiskey. <laughs> Man, it's, 
It's tough, hey, man. That you know, and they beat us when we thought we were going to the Super Bowl in 2019 on opening night. You know, Bears hundred and all that. And of course, it's Green Bay that beats us. And everyone can say, "Oh, that doesn't matter anymore." The fuck, it doesn't. Like, I don't. I don't understand the mentality of all these Bear fans that are like, "Oh, the Bears are going to win by 30. It's going to be a blowout." I hope it is, but I don't know where they're gaining this machismo from. Based upon what? Swifty's saying. Breaking news: uh, Bears just traded for guard Dan Feeney. We need some breaking news. Who is Dan Feeney? Please tell me. Let's see, Dan Feeney. Please is, tell me he's a Pro uh, Bowler or something. Let's see. Let's go to his. Please uh, tell me he's not a seventh round pick, a project from somewhere else like Leatherwood. Although Leatherwood was a first round pick, but we don't need a project. We need somebody. Is he going to play at right guard because Davis decides he's taken off the season too? Oh, he's another Illinois kid. He's he's a, a third round draft pick by the L.A. Chargers in 2017. He's 29 years old, and he's he was born in – he's from Orland Park, Illinois. So what did they give up? What did they give up? What did they give up, Swifty? Third round pick, Walter's saying. Is, Third rounder. Is that, is that good? Is he expected to start? Is he expected to be a backup? Like, was he a starter in San Diego? I, I don't know. Like, I don't watch enough other teams to know the answers to this stuff. I'm not being rhetorical at all. They got him from the Dolphins. Oh, okay. I thought you said he was a Charger. My bad. So apparently he's been on two teams since then. Let's see. So he's on uh, three teams. No, two teams. No, wait. So is he a left guard? If he's a left guard, maybe Whitehair still is being the playing center then. But yeah, if, he's a left, left if he's a left guard, then Jenkins must be really hurt then. Bears country breaking news: Bear trade for guard Dan Feeney. <laughs> thank, thank you, Swifty, for repeating yourself. <laughs> Let's see. Um, he 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 was drafted in 2017 by the Chargers. In 2021, he was a, a Jet. 2022, he was a Jet. So looks like he did what did he sign with uh Miami, Miami. and then was he gonna get cut and we gave up a third round pick for a guy that was gonna get cut? I don't know. Steve I don't want to be negative. Backup caliber only though. Don't want to be negative. is he a backup? Is that the goal? Sounds or, like it. For a third rounder? That third oh, round okay. fucking pick? Okay. Hold on a second. Why do I have to leave? See, tonight's the night I have to work overtime. They can't be here and just, as you would say, pontificate about this pick. Like, I don't want to go now. Fuck, I don't want to go focus on 911 or even high school football. And we just dra traded for a guard that I've been like, please, God, make a move. And they made a move. So I want to know more about it. I don't want to leave now. Chicago Bears card Dan Feen and trade from Dolphins, according to Jan Jason Sarney. Brad, Brad Biggs has confirmed the news. Let's see. What do they get? They really give up a third round fucking pick for him? Dolphins trading bears. Da, 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 da. Uh, there's no way they traded a if they traded a third round pick for him. Foster, you want to hop in here because Dan's getting ready to sign off anyway. Let's bring in Foster. You, you know anything about this, Foster? I do. Oh, oh hold on. You're on. We're in the wrong screen. There we go. <laughs> so, anyways. 
it doesn't say I've been looking all over for what we gave up. He was a third round pick out of Illinois that Miami traded to the bears. That's all I know. I've been looking for two minutes here. That's why I put it back on the screen. It's just that doesn't, doesn't say what I said was, if you look at both of them, he's a third rounder out of Illinois that we got. Hmm. So I don't know. I've been look, going through Google. I'm in, I'm trying to find out. I've been looking at everything, Brad Biggs, all these guys, man. Nobody said what we've given up because I don't think they've released it. Anybody else know? Sorry to cut you off, Dan and Dan. Great show, guys. Thank you. No, thanks, man. Dan's um, t- Dan I, has to he has it hard out in six minutes. So I that's I was gonna I was gonna put myself in and try to explain it, but I don't want to just do that without you know. Interesting. Well, he's he, Oracle saying he was Illinois. A, now let me let me pull up the Google again when I Google it. Oracle was saying Raging Oracle saying 2022 is a top performer late in the year at offensive guard for the Jets. Okay. All right. Aldo <laughs> tweeted he, he, this. He, read the fucking chat. <laughs> if I could read this to you quickly, this is what Aldo said under the Barroom Network. If this trade does transpire, Dan Feeney has played 62.4% of his career at left guard. 33.9 at center and 3% at right guard. So he can play center and left guard. Yeah. That sounds like mm. a good plan. You know, Poles has got it covered, right? I hope. That's, I have faith in him, man. In Poles, and, and we I, trust, right? And I, and I just want to say, Dan, I was with you on, you know, I even said it a couple few weeks back. I'm like, replace Borum. Then I started looking at his, his, his game film and even some of the practices He's, he's gotten a lot better than last year. He's losing the weight. Whatever they did with him, it's working. I'm well, not good. saying he's a starter, but he definitely would be a serviceable swing swing tackle right now, I think. You know, well, I mean, I'm rooting for everybody in the uniform. He just gets that much better. I'm just giving you my honest opinion of it. And I think Dieter's the only guy better on a team than Dieter at center would be Whitehair right now. But now we've got him. So, we, you know, that's probably why this move was made. Cover, covers a couple bases. You can Does that mean Lucas Patrick's not playing? The center when he's healthy, or have him play center now and keep Cody at, at uh, left guard. Till, I, th- I think till Lucas is whatever, you know, Whatever's working out best. Can I take a quick leak and leave you guys for a second before you sign off, Dan? Sure. Yeah, we, we, we can't do anything without you, Dan. <laughs> how, well, everyone how you seemed to think that, I'm okay, but everyone seemed to think that Patrick was going to play opening day. I'm not so sure now. I mean, yeah, absolutely. After making that move, uh, and and still, Nate Davis didn't practice or do anything in like basically the whole summer. It's just like maybe he's the one not playing. Who right. knows, man? Well, you guys, I heard you talking about Tev too, and I brought that up earlier. I said the guy's still in the boot. Where I know we're uh, 13 days away from game time, but I'm like, he's not going to be available, right? I mean. No. I missed some of the conversation, so I didn't know if you had more information that anybody stated that Tev's not going to be available for sure for game one. I I can't remember which beat writer it was. Okay. Somebody said after Saturday they saw him in the locker room walking with a really, really bad limp, and he had a boot on. Yeah. That I, sounds I like that at too, least so. a month away. Well, it, we'll, we'll probably know that by – Tomorrow night or Wednesday, if they put him on IR, that's four weeks. Right. If they don't, you know, it'll be less, right? But I, I get it. It's it. That's probably the only part that I'm 
little concerned with, and I'm really not terribly concerned, but is Tev going to stay healthy? Because he's a big part of, of this offense, I think, the line. So I guess now we can say that's why they, they cut Leatherwood, because they knew this yep. trade was coming down the pike. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, 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 it's shitty you have to eat that dead money on Leatherwood, though. Yeah, he, he, he tried to cover all the bases. Not everything's going to work. We know that, you know. I just give him credit for for that and and have being man enough to say, okay, PJ's not the guy. We spent the money. He's not the guy. So what? Is, so what? What are we talking about here? What does this mean that they probably didn't trade shit for him, right? A seventh rounder, sixth rounder, like I, I, fifth or sixth. But I, I I still haven't found anything, guys. And I and I didn't really get back to too much because Dan and I were talking about. The offensive line. <laughs> Go figure. Are you worried that this is a uh, long-term injury to Tevin more than we think? I just yeah. I said I said we'll, we'll know that real quick because once the fifty-three-man uh. rosters in, if it's long-term, they're going to put him on IR. That covers four weeks. So, you know that, well, that's going to tell you where that's at because immediately when they do that, what if? You know, and, and Dan brought it up too. They 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 released Leatherwood. They knew this trade was going to go through. So if they're covering Sometimes the base, I, I, gotta go, but I, I just want to make one more point go, before Dan. I head out. And I apologize for having to leave. The if you're this management side of the Bears being Ryan Poles and not Ryan Pace, you didn't draft Tevin Jenkins anyway. And since you've gotten here, I no look, I'm rooting for Tevin. Don't think that this is me being malicious. But he's done nothing to prove to you that he's you can count on him. He's always hurt. Everyone wants to shit on Chase Claypool and say, ah, he's a bad pick. He's always hurt. Well, Tevin Jink, or you know, they traded for him, but Tevin is always hurt. Like maybe the Bears made this move because they're like, ah, oh, this guy, if he comes back, he'll be hurt again. I'm just saying you never know. I mean, part of it could be because they don't believe in Lucas Patrick. Staying healthy, but maybe it's because they don't believe that Tevin can stay healthy either. Could be. We're going to find out soon, aren't we, buddy? If it was a six-round pick, that's a great trade. The third one, it could still be a good trade, but it worries me if it's a third. No, it's it, can, it can't be a third. There's no fucking way it's a third. There's no way it's a third. Well, man, I'm sorry that I got to go. I apologize. I wish I could stay. I feel like I was working out a lot of angst there. Uh, complaining dan it's okay you have a job we appreciate you coming on and hanging out with us while you're working man i mean that's life for you and well, don't worry about it we, we need I, we, I, I love the passionate um almost where we can banter back and forth is something I, I disagree with on and we have lots of people in chat that loved it too so you're not wrong on your opinions because that's what they are i and hope they are fact, wrong in fact, you were mostly correct because if you look at history, history says you are pretty much going to be correct. Well, I hope I am wrong. I hope week one comes out and they're just balling, man. I'm like, they know something I didn't. And then we got all next week. Next week, we can be back on Monday and we've, and it's Bear Packers week for real. Yeah. That's when you can start to dream about a victory and play it out in your head and hope you can manifest it and all these things. So I'm looking forward to being here next week and I'm sorry I got to go now, though. We're sorry you have to leave too, Dan. Thanks for hanging out with us. We'll see you next Monday on Last Call at House Hall. 
Hey, I love you, Dan. I love being with you, Foster. Love good you, day too. Thanks, DA. You're our DA you, from now on. The Dan Boyers, our district attorney. I should say I love you, the other Dan, too. <laughs> okay, the other Dan. Well, or, yeah, just, I'm the other Dan, and you're the Dan other Dan. Boyer, not you. <laughs> no, all right gentlemen i gotta go for real see you buddy we'll thank see you next safe, Dan. thank yes, you sir. you all be well you too thank you oh man i love Just trying to get more Action. info on this guy man thanks for joining us swifty out of here I, he's got to go and fuck this i gotta go make a video on feeney yeah yeah, yeah <laughs> absolutely dude <laughs> He spent he spent all day getting ready. He was gonna stop over here, and then he went live, did his shit, ran over here. Then this happens, and he's right back to where he was all afternoon, sitting in front of the thing with the tape. I was yeah. talking to him earlier on the phone for about twenty minutes, man. <laughs> I'm like, dude, am I disturbing you? No, good time. I need a break, but I got to get back to it because now I want to see what Dan and Dan are gonna say. He's like, he didn't know if he was gonna get it all in, and he didn't. He had to do what he had to do, man. <laughs> Let's see what screen should we go with there? Well, we got the. Uh... Bersky, Bersky's probably got to duck out and do one too, dude. Yeah, I, I bet you he does. <laughs> he probably, look, he, at, I, I don't see him in the chat. He's probably already gone and making it, dude. It's, that's that's I I did a Tyson Bajent video, like I released it like pretty much right as soon as I could after the game on on Sunday or on Saturday, whatever the fucking day it was. I was in the car the whole time doing it. Saturday, I was literally in the car watching the game on my on a hot spot on my computer connected to my phone while I was watching the game and trying to make clips of, of, of the, of, of Tyson Bajent to put them all together while I was like driving or in the passenger seat and then like release the video and boom, it has like almost 10,000 views if it hasn't passed 10,000. So if you're the first one to do it, ask you, did it hit, it's crazy. I was going to ask you, did it hit 10,000 yet? I, I've had so many things going on. Today's been insane, man. But it a might great have. day, man. Great day. It might have. Let's see. Uh, <laughs> Bersky, I just yeah. came back. It hit ten thousand. Wow, that's insane. Yeah. yeah, that's crazy, man. Where's that other? Cool All right, layout? hop off and do a Feeny one. It'll be the tenth one out. <laughs> this one, that one. No, it's not that. It's, it's that one. We came up with with some new uh, camera angles that we can Shut use up, here. Retro, retro, sorry. Fucking retro. So Feeney's out of Indiana, not Illinois, too. I don't know if anybody, somebody said it in the chat. Bearski's saying, I send me an invite. I'll, I'll join. Should we, should we bring Bearski in? Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up if you want, man. Uh, PJ's not here. Look at this. It's already got Feeney is number sixty-seven of the Chicago Bears on Wikipedia. That's unbelievable. Insane. I, I kid you not. Crazy how quickly that up, that updates, isn't it? Yeah, but that quick, you can't see it. Number 67, Chicago Bears. On Wikipedia. It, it happened. Uh, it's so weird, man. <laughs> Sorry. That was just too quick. Yeah. Bearski, I'm sending the link right now, buddy. Hop in with Because you're awesome. Sorry, guys. Polish sausage. We, we can bring yeah, Bearski on here. Just you and I hanging out some, in here. Some, some Polish sausage and some fish jello. We're good to go. Because I Walt, was thinking of doing fish and spaghetti. <laughs> Never mind, Walt. We can't do that. We, we don't have enough people. I wanted well, to that's what I wanted to talk to you about. Was your you said you were gonna have a raging oracle? 
I would have a raging oracle if they lost to the fucking Packers on ga- in game one. I, I would literally turn into a raging oracle. If the scrody fits. Hey, guys. <laughs> What's up, Bearski? How are you? Balski. We are excellent. How are you, my friend? Good, good. Thanks for uh, popping me on for a couple minutes. How you doing, Paul? We love talking good. with you, brother. Yeah, I want to say uh, I, I caught some of that um, – Previous podcast you did earlier today. Um, Sean Salisbury? Yeah, Sean. it was Salisbury. Yeah. I, uh, I, I definitely got to go back and watch the whole thing because from the little bit that I was able to watch, um, super good content, w- real good quality content. Um, everything that guy said, I was just sitting there nodding my head, yes, yes, yes. I mean, uh, yeah, and, and, you know, it's great when you get an uh, opinion from somebody who's experienced, who's been in the league, who's – you know, knows the ins and out and everything like that. It's just so realistic. And, and that guy was, uh, um, he was right on with all his points. And then, and then, you know, the motivation, the excitement from him was, was really cool too. So he brought a cool energy to the show. I'm glad you did that. I definitely got to go back and check the whole thing out. And one of the most, uh, I was blown away when he was like, Jim McMahon is my best friend. I'll talk to Jim McMahon. We'll get him on the show. Yeah, awesome. And I was just like, I like, are you f- at the end of the show? I was like, I'm gonna hold you up to that, man. I'll buy you a fucking steak dinner if you can get Jim McMahon on the show. I mean, if, if it's Jim McMahon, you got to toss him a couple joints, you know. <laughs> I could give him an elbow and a knee. Oh, wrong ones. Oh, wrong, wrong. That's a pointy elbow. Look at that one. Oh, you know, on the hip of that elbow. No, no, no. <laughs> man, that was just. Uh... <clears throat> That guy was awesome. He, uh, I hated him because he was in the line of Vikings quarterbacks that beat the Bears from like 61 to 95 till we got Kramer, man. I swear to God, it was just a nightmare. Everybody can remember the Packers stuff because it's sold the last 25 years. People forgot all about the Vikings quarterbacks. So I just thought I'd throw it out. Again, going back, you know, last century Foster over here. Shut up, Retro, because you're going to say something. <laughs> <laughs> Is this from the live I missed earlier? No, Keo, it's not, man. It was. No, it was. It was the live show he missed earlier. It was the oh. one with uh, Sean Salisbury. So Sean had so yes. the PSF app that you see in the bottom corner of the screen. Uh, I've signed on with with this PSF mobile app that you can download on your phone. It's mobile only. It's currently not available for Android, but damn it, it will be by the beginning of the season. He said it himself on the show, and. We're we're just I'm I'm gonna hang out with Lester Wiltfong, one of my favorite articles that I read every morning on the shitter. You know, I Google Bears and I read his articles. <laughs> and I'm like pairing up with Lester Wiltfong, which is really freaking cool because he it turns out he went to the same high school as me and graduated the year before I, I was a freshman. And we're gonna be paired up our, our show name on the if you go to PSF and uh, 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 search Bears fan chat room because it's all different chat rooms. And look for, um, we're going to have in there, there's going to be a show called The Armchair Bears. And that's going to be Lester Wiltfong and myself. And we're just going to sit there on our damn phones and walk around the house or sit on the couch, whatever we're doing. We're, you know, changing our baby's diaper. Like, they don't care what you do. You just hang out and watch the damn game as a fan. Drink beer. They didn't say anything about weed, but I I, I, I don't know. I, I didn't ask. I assume that probably was off base. But, you know, you could... Just hang out like you're watching the game. And I love that aspect. So Lester Wolfong and I are going to be doing the Armchair Bears show 
on PSF app and we there's three teams and we have to choose which team, you know, which games we're going to do. So there'll be two other teams doing the other games that we don't do. But it was awesome to have Sean come on and talk about that because his passion for it really shines through. Like he's putting his all into this PSF app. He's the president of it. It's backed by Mike Tyson. It's it has the ability to be something huge because it could be literally the Twitter of every single fucking sports fan for every single fucking sport. If you love golf, if you love, you know, I'm not sure about wrestling, but if you love golf, if you love baseball, hockey, basketball, football, there's going to be college, high school coaches. You can go and talk to it's going to be a live running chat. So whenever there's a stream going for anything, if you want to go in the coaches room and like you can literally talk to coaches that might be on this, you can go into the Bears fan chat and hang out with Lester and I or the other teams and watch the games with us in real time as fans. We're not going to be able to like give you play by play because they, they really just want a reaction. So it'll be fun, man. It's it's it was a really great conversation with Sean. And then he, when he really got into talking about Justin Fields and Tyson Bajant, that was when it was like the pop, the top blew off my head. It was like, listen to him talk was, you know, he would come on the score all the time on Chicago. He was on ESPN. I love listening to him on the score when he would break down quarterbacks, ESPN, he would break down quarterbacks. He, he, he's very passionate. And if he's putting his, his brand on this, um, I can't imagine it's for anything but a great reason. I'm excited to be a part of it. So, guys, check that out. PSF, download it on your phones. Check out the Bears fan chat room and look for us. You'll see the different tabs at the top. There's there's the actual chat room, then there's the streams that happened before. Just kind of figure it out. You'll be able to maneuver your way around. You guys are smart enough. Yeah, I, I give you so much credit for um, for doing that and attempting that, and even doing shows like you are right now. Um, you know, live is hard enough. Uh, and then live during the game. Oh, man, I, I'm just uh, a memory pops into my head. It was after my rehearsal dinner. I had uh, all my groomsmen and everything come back to uh, the apartment we were renting at the time. And it was a Thursday night where it was uh, Bears versus Packers. And uh, there was a pass up the middle to a Packers player. And one of our uh, linebackers, um, uh, I'm blanking on the name right now, but it doesn't matter. Somebody just laid this guy out. And, like, me and, like, three other guys, we jumped up. We're like, yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. And then the guy didn't get up. Flags got thrown everywhere. And we all just kind of calmed down. We're like, oh, wait, he might be hurt. Like, But my reaction during the game, oh, man, I could not broadcast that live. That would be <laughs> that'd be something else. So props yeah. to you, man, because that takes a lot of restraint to sit there and stay humble and, and you know, um, passionate but not – you know, uh, sloppy because I get sloppy. So yeah, it, it's uh, hats off to you guys for doing that. But that's gonna be really cool. And uh, yes, definitely takes a special kind of talent to be able to do do that. So you know, I thanks because I talked to Dan about that. He's like, I couldn't do that. You know, Dan and his booming voice. I, There's no way I could do that. I'm like, I know you couldn't do it. Like, I don't even know how I'm gonna do it, but I'll figure it out. Yeah. I watched. I was watching a movie and some. It was the end of a movie, and they said something. I wish I could remember the line. It was something about charisma. Charisma is the key to success or some shit like that. And I think that I do have a little bit of that because my, my mother always says I'm very charismatic. That's why That's why I only get – and I'm not you know, stroking my own cock, as Dan would say. <laughs> comes from my own mother, but she is biased. But I think that um, – I think it'll work. I think, it'll, I think there'll be some good chemistry going on between Lester and I just hanging out, watching the games. 
And honestly, there's, you know, if, if we can get Jim McMahon on the show, guys. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I'm, I'm excited about this opportunity. Opportunity leads to opportunity. And BCP is one opportunity that's now led to PSF. Pro Sports Fanatics. Thank you, Kiyu. Pro Sports Fanatics. Um, very excited. Very excited to be a part of this. You guys want a little information on uh, Dan Feeney? Yeah, give it to us. Okay. 29 years old, former third-round pick out of Indiana. Uh, his RAS score was 7.72. Uh, long arms, he can play guard or center. Swifty said he loved them coming out of Indiana. Uh, now I'm going to Jacob and Fonny because he said the Orland Park native, Carl Sandberg High School, guard center versatility. His PFF grade for 2022 in the Jet for the Jets was 51.8. But in 2021, his PF grade was 75.9. Still, it says here, Brad Biggs just says that uh, they're acquiring Dan Feeney from the Dolphins via trade. Uncertain what the compensation is at this time at this point, but Feeney is on his way and will provide depth for the interior line. Uh, we still don't know what exactly we gave up to him, though. Right. What's that? We still don't know what exactly no. we gave up for him, I, though, right? I haven't gotten it. I'm going to go back to like Google and see if you know one of the, the somebody will say something about it. I'm, I'm hopping back and forth between Twitter and Google because Bears goggles two days ago. Huh? He was asking. Um, uh, let's see. Where where was it? Would would you sign? Um, uh, where was it? How'd y'all feel if if we signed Tariq Cohen again? I'm I'm just. I was never a Tariq Cohen guy. I didn't think he'd make it in the league. I honestly shouldn't have signed him in the first place, right? That's that was my thought. I like him as like a little spark plug weapon that we had. I think it was utilized way too much as a spark plug weapon by by Nagy. But if he would punt return again, I wouldn't mind him coming back. Like if he could play some, I don't know. He wouldn't. I guess it just wouldn't work, would it? He'd have to be a running back in the running back room. And although, didn't Deontay Foreman just get injured? I'm correct. I don't know. Yeah, but there's a lot of people that are injured. But what's the status? I really right. can't even I'll judge any of that stuff. Right. Can't judge the injury stuff till after tomorrow when they start putting people on injured reserve. Or don't. You know, that's my thing is who's going on, who isn't? Because that's going to tell us what their timetable is. That's true. I do like the other fact that, again, Poles brought another guy back home to play for his Bears. Yeah. I just, he did. You know, Again, again. Now that's what, six or seven? Yeah. Steve, Steve, Steve S. is saying no thank you on Cohen. Uh, Raging Oracle says got enough gadget types. Thank, thanks, guys, because I'm, I'm with you. I just There's no point bringing him back. God, God bless him, man. I hope he hooks up with somebody and, and has a, a, a nice uh, career. He's earned I it. love the kid. I want him to, to do well. It. Yeah. You he know, tries not, to come back. He he gets back from that knee injury and then he blows his fucking Achilles. Like even geez. though I wasn't a fan of his, I mean he's a nice, polite, content young man. From what I, you know, everything that I saw over the couple of few years that he was with us. So 
those are kind of people you want. You want to have good people around you no matter what, man. Q saying, really? I mean, none of them can catch a fucking punt. <laughs> but what what he would would Cohen want to catch a punt? Well, Again, would he be scared? You know, I think the issue is like, listen, good character is valued really highly. And yeah, you, you got to appreciate good guys and everything like that. And you do want those guys on your team. However, like, you know, Tim Tebow was a great guy, but, you know, not the best quarterback, right? So um, I think there's a fine line there. And, and you know, although we, we have memories of him doing well and everything like that, currently right now he, he hasn't played for how many years? And then he's he's undersized to begin with. I mean, there's always been injury concern just due to his size, and, and it's no uh, no – surprised that it wound up playing out that way. So I don't know. I, and it, it's a great idea and everything like that, and it'd be a, a nice thing to do. However, I don't know if it would necessarily benefit the Bears right now and moving forward. I, I, I agree with you. Mark Kazak saying we yeah. got a, it was a sixth-round pick for Feeney. Oh, that's totally worth it. Totally yeah, worth it. Absolutely, man. We can, you know, that's – if he wants to, he'll replace that sixth-round pick with a fifth-round pick. In polls we trust. At PGT, baby. Oh, got this shit. You know, what's been crazy is like, um, and I, I know I talked about this uh, a couple times on your show, like who's the most employer, uh, important player on the offense that needs to stay healthy and BJ Moore comes up, but like Braxton Jones comes up and I, I brought this up. I go, imagine if a year ago, one year ago, I told you, hey, if our fifth round pick is injured next year, uh, our offense is in a panic. Like, like compare that to this year. If Travis Bell gets hurt at the start of uh, last next year, our defense is screwed. Like, it, it just goes to show that um, Ryan Poles is able to definitely find some talent in some of these late rounds and everything like that. But just, just it's a mind-boggling kind of That's idea. Well in of That's very well yeah. said. Yeah, yeah. You and I have gone into de- Paul and I have gone into more depth with that conversation a few times man. So again it's 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 holes, holes being thorough looking at everything because you good move because he's he's not gonna give up that prime draft capital for anything man and I don't I don't see him doing it you know key, unless, key unless, was saying oh go ahead let's get the key here you're saying oh shit we completely missed this topic how do y'all feel about Mooney being a trade candidate um I'll double down on that. What do you think Mooney would get you as a trade candidate? Because that that is what will dictate how I feel I'm about it. Get so, out of my let me throw that at you. What do you guys think he would give you back in a hall? I'm doing this new thing where I get out of my seat for things I have to get passionate about. <laughs> I, I didn't even look at it because I just don't see him trade Mooney. We just got this wide receiver room in the best shape it's been in years, and you're going to fuck it up? Paul ain't going to do that. So I, I haven't just- even looked. I haven't even looked at it. It's, it would have to be like Paul says. You got to fucking wow me, man. And it better be a big wow. You know what I mean? And so I respect that. Opinion, but it doesn't answer the question. Say he does wind up trading him, even if you don't want him to. Say that scenario plays out and exists. Foster, what do you think the hall, like, what do you think he's getting you back? A fourth round pick? Well, I. Third at most. What, what, 
That's what makes it not So what are other teams – wait, let me ask you a question before – I can't even answer that question because what do other teams think he's worth? What would you give up? If you were the guy trading for him, what would you give up? First off, why is he a trade candidate? Well, we've, we've, we've gone past that. We're at the point where this is happening. And we're trying to figure out reasonable compensation. And, and we're talking about a fourth-round pick for him right now. So listen, you go back listen. and look, look at his numbers and where he was picked. And, and that would pro- you're probably going to be in the right zone, man. If, but if I can't pull the trigger on it for a fourth. No, it's not worth it. No. Give me one, here's the, here's the thing. Second, me. If, if, give me a second, maybe, and a, and a player? And nobody's going to offer that. Right. No. So that's where we're at. It's not going to happen. Nope. I mean, Correct. you know. We, it, we okay. went through the whole motives, though, Paul. We went through everything. Mooney is uh, raging. Oracle is saying Mooney is replaceable. He's strictly an outside, off the line wide receiver that has to be the number that has to be the number two. Don't break the bank for him. Okay, so here's my um, thought on this. I'm gonna because we're lacking PJ tonight. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna take PJ's Homer aspect of this. Oh crap! He's a tr- he's a drafted player that we developed, right? Yes. We'll start with that. We'll start with that. Okay. This is why I said crap. If he's going to imitate Homer, uh, Homer boy. Over okay. He so he, we all know PJ loves his PJ should be here tonight. I don't know why he isn't guys. Sorry. Myself, Dan. Um, why does that matter? So, well, PJ, PJ loves, I'm just using PJ as the example. PJ mm-hmm. loves our drafted players. And so do I, I'm with PJ on that. Okay. So now the second part to that is that uh, Mooney drafted it and developed by us was Justin Fields' fucking best friend last year and, like, his go-to guy. So now you have, like, some shiny little bitch come along. You know, she, like, she enters the classroom, you know, and she's, like, wearing a prettier dress. And she's, like, just a little cuter. She's got the... Maybe she's got the... You can't can't say bitch. You can't say bitch. PJ wouldn't say bitch. No, you wouldn't. So you got this this pretty little little thing comes along. I'm no longer PJ. Now now I'm myself. Okay, so this, you got this pretty little girl this, that comes in. She's the new girl to the classroom, right? And Justin, you know, Justin's been in, been uh, his, his his main girl has been uh, Mooney, right? And now you got this new girl that comes into the class. I know this is a terrible analogy because, you know, they're not female and you know, this is a male and male thing, but for the analogy. Now you got yeah. this that comes into the class that, like, ooh, Justin's like, Mm, all schmoozing on her and now he's breaking up with Mooney and you know when when they were just they were just dating for an entire season you know they were they were they were uh what, what there was the relationship down the hill what's the, what's the word a two year a two year relationship that one uh, sorry thank and, you and the two first year. year was always the best year you know that and right? they and they weren't they weren't they were going steady okay they were going steady. Now you got this new girl that comes in and she's like, Yeah, oh, hi, Justin. Like, my boobs are bigger, Justin. You know, if, if we're and keeping this analogy going, then Mooney. you get married to Mooney and you still wind up cheating on him. <laughs> PJ's going to hate this whole thing. Right. Listen, listen, here's with here, these guys. Nothing. Without that analogy, here's what it is. Um, to be honest with you, I'll make the counter argument. Don't marry if you're going to cheat, right? I'll make the comment on you. I'll tell you that Mooney may be the one person that may benefit, uh, next to Justin Fields, that may benefit the most from DJ Moore being there. Um, I mean, this guy was played out of position last year. He sat there and he faced the double team. Uh, If you can line him up 
like uh, like I go back to the game um, against the Packers last year. We had uh, Kyler Gordon, who really had a rough, rough start to his rookie year. First three games, I felt um, it, it was a huge learning curve for him. Now, now, granted, the rookie shaped up towards the end of the year, but uh, early on, um, he was playing the nickel, and like against the Packers, Sammy Watkins had a hell of a game against Gordon. And you're talking about wide receiver three versus your nickel. And and Sammy Watkins being a guy that the Packers actually wind up cutting later in the season. Um, he had his best game against us that season last year and, and against Kyler Gordon. So imagine if you could put Mooney in that situation. Imagine if you could put Mooney against some rookie corner that's playing nickel on a team after he sat there and faced double teams. He played against Jalen Ramsey. and like So if anything, the opportunity is there for him to flourish the most. Now, the issue with that, it's like a double-edged sword, is if he does produce and he does put up the numbers, then he does dictate a certain value and a certain you know uh, money um, amount in the contract. And I don't think we'd be willing to offer him what some other teams may offer him. So I think at the end of the year, if you do get a good year for Mooney, I think he's going to entertain a deal somewhere else. So that's where this trade idea comes up where it's like hey if you're looking at it realistically that no you know he's going to be here for a year would he's you rather have him door. he's the girl next door though come on would you rather have him for a year here to help justin fields develop more or would you rather take whatever you can for him knowing he's not going to be here long term i mean personally i think his value is higher being here and helping Fields develop more. And if he does have a successful season and dictate a lot of money, that means Fields also had a successful season. and um, Or it helps Fields have more of a successful season, right? So I think I think we hold on to him because I don't think you're getting more than a fourth. I mean, we, third, a third for him would be kind of crazy. If we trade if we trade Mooney, is Scott going to just jump right into his position? The guy didn't even know where he was going Saturday. Right now, I'm just but, saying. You got to you got to look at Holmes is looking at the whole picture, and and I, I agree Mooney would pro, if if Claypool and Poles have good seasons, Mooney would be the guy to be traded because he that body type and that type of guy is easier to replace than Claypool. Damn yeah, but if, if Mooney Mooney, and, the if Mooney and Claypool was I right about something or no? No, I, I'm agreeing <laughs> with you. Like yes, yeah, damn it, we were. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay, I wanted to just. Right, I have to get ahead, to this. Well, let me before you keep keep what? going, Paul. Raging Oracle says, "People, let me tell you about my best friend. He's a, what's, what? What show is that? What show is that?" Tell, um, Bill, Bill, Bill Bixby and the Bill little kid. All I know is I'm on the and there's an episode with Butters and Osimo where they play that song. Let me tell you about my best friend. I'm pretty sure they played in that episode. That's where I don't know. All the time as a kid. Thank you for that, Raging. Oh, damn, what the... Raging, what was that called? Help us out here. Something... Yeah. People, let me tell you about my best friend. Let me tell you about my best friend, the TV show. What was that called? The courtship of Eddie's father. The courtship of yes, thank you. <laughs> Freaking raging oracle gets us on the courtship of Eddie's father, and we're talking about Mooney. Thank you, Pablo. Four girlfriends. Thank would, you, Pablo. Uh, I'd be sleeping with all four receivers. I think. 
Even even EQ? No, not EQ. I don't know what I'm talking about. Only three. Okay, so I guess I guess it's if like you, Paul's looking at me like, "What the hell did he just?" Say? Okay, you you know you know the, you know the the game, right? So let's take Claypool. Let's take DJ Moore, Claypool, and Mooney. Uh, fuck Mary, and for lack of they call it fuck Mary kill, right? So, I you know yeah. we're not being uh we're not saying kill anybody yeah. here on the show. Well, you're gonna marry uh, Mooney because you're gonna cheat on him. Mary dump. How about fuck Mary dump? Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I'd you're going to marry Mooney because like, you're going like to fuck DJ married, Moore. I had my mistress, I had my, my wife, my mistress, and my girlfriend. Everybody in chat, I want to know your answer on this. And let's go with you because you just said yours, Foss. Let's go with you after this, Bersky. So, chat, fuck, marry, dump. You got Clay, you got, you got uh, DJ Moore, Claypool, and Mooney. Fuck, marry, dump. Go ahead, Bersky. What are you saying? Sorry about that. Um, uh, I thought you were going to go with the chat. Uh, I said you marry Mooney because you're going to cheat on him and fuck DJ. And in every scenario, you just dump, dump Claypool. <laughs> Wait, I got to switch mine then, too, because I'm going to marry I, I think DJ. Mo Claypool's my mistress, and Mooney's going to be my girlfriend. So I, I didn't dump anybody because I'm that kind of guy. Oh, I like that. It's <laughs> even better. Foster's got a lot of love to give. That's right. <laughs> Damn right, women. For, don't for, there's not one woman here, I hope. There might, there might be. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Bink, Bink the DJ's probably watching us going, oh, that guy again, man? <laughs> Is Bink the DJ a female? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. See, that's STC's right. like me. He would, he would keep them all. Yeah, see. Mary, oh. He just would have three girlfriends. Yeah, I um, guess you're so I I I say do not trade. I mean, fuck, you guys made a good point it's, for it though. It's, it's just, if he has to leave after this, it's not the time. It's not the time to trade, Mooney, man. Okay, I'll I'll give you a, a real life analogy. I'll give you a comparison here. Um, in uh the Ryan Pace era, we came up with this exact situation with Jordan Howard. <laughs> right, so it was Jordan Howard's last year. And we're looking at it as, hey, we're not going to sit here and re-sign this guy. So why not, you know, we, we spent the fourth round pick on him. Why not send him away somewhere and get some kind of compensation back if we know we're not going to re-sign him? And that's exactly what we did. And I was all for it while they made that transaction. However, during the season, I kind of bit my lip and realized I was wrong because we came across situations and games where we couldn't even score a first down an entire half of a football game. I believe against the the Seahawks that year. I forget this probably was 2019 or I forget when Jordan Howard's contract was expiring. But um, and I was sitting there thinking, well, Howard could have gotten us a first down all on his own. We just handed him. To, uh, so so although the compensation is nice for the long term, you're not getting much. However, uh, it, it, Trubisky wasn't leading the offense. So if you need help on the offense around the quarterback then, yeah, good players are going to do that. It's worth more keeping Mooney here for the year to help Justin Fields progress and then just letting him get his money somewhere. Where'd now, Robert, Robert Quinn was worth trading because you, you weren't going to get anything from him. He, he didn't even get a set for the Eagles. Yeah. But Mooney will still pr produce for you, so keep him. Raging Oracle saying, I'm not paying Mooney. I'll draft a more versatile speed wide receiver in a third for less. Well, here's kind of what they did in a way. Here, here's what I here's what I was going to bring up was 
Hold on one second, hon. I'm on the phone with like somebody too. So what if the season's going along and Scott develops and you've got a different punt returner and you can even change kickoff returners and you're having decent seasons out of all three of them, man, because now you got somebody you can trade in the season when it's when it's a point in time when you might get a little more because how many receivers are going to be hurt week 10 or 12? And I, I, Again, this is just something off the top of my head that, that you guys brought it out. What you're t- telling me brought this out in my mind. So, okay, you know, so you don't so, know. I mean, again, and Paul said it. You really got to wow the guy, dude, to, to, for something to happen. I, he's not going to take anything like Paul. If they're getting a fourth round pick, he ain't doing it. Well, here's the thing, Foster. What if DJ Moore is one of those guys that gets hurt? Then, then, then you need, then you definitely need to keep. Mooney on the team because what are you so going to do? Them. What are you going to do if right. any one of them goes? Any one of them, right? Claypool, Claypool, Mooney. I'll throw Vellis in there or Q. If you lose one receiver, I mean, it depends on who it is to make it up. But we know exactly what we have now. We don't know what the next guy's going to be, unless we were able to keep Webster or, or Fountain on the practice squad and have one of them guys sitting there. That that won't hurt because I. I wouldn't mind having either either one of those guys back or both of them even. I thought they played very well. You know, not not killer over the top stuff, but they could they they could fill a role. So, you know, I, I just wanted to throw that out there about running down the season later because pending on record and where they're at and who's hurt and what somebody's willing to offer. I'm gonna say that, you know, think hopefully they're all everybody's healthy, and that's our strong point, is that wide receiver room. And we were not going to be a playoff team like we thought. And it's right at the trading deadline and somebody's looking for a wide receiver to willing to pay a little more. So, you know, I just, again, we, how many times do we say, man, faith in polls, man, polls got this shit. He, he showed it again. This, this guy looks like he's kind of maybe pulled off the scrap heap a little bit because he had a down year last year. But if you go back, I started looking at his college stuff too. go, Pull him up just on Wikipedia, man. Go through his college stats and stuff too. The guy, that's why he was a third round pick. So there's there's something still there. He's only 29. Cover all the bases. Shorty, I hate to not give you a turn, but I, I kind of just have something to kind of bounce off that a little bit. You know, I, I've thought about this too. It, it's kind of interesting because Ryan uh, Poles is making all these moves. And as smart, intelligent Bears fans, we're looking at it and we're shaking our head yes and agreeing with it. And we know that this might be a little bit more of a long-term thing than a short-term thing. We might need to develop a little bit more patience. We might not make the playoffs this year and whatnot. However, I, you know, I came across this kind of like realization that like, well, okay, good moves, but what is that judged by overall at the end of the day? wins right so like we could sit here and make all the reasons and excuses why whatever happened last year happened last year and the sacrifice we gave up to sit there and suck and whatever but um say we get five wins this year then are all these moves that ryan poles is making really good moves at some point at just at some point here all this stuff has to translate to wins and and i hope that comes sooner than later but um it, it might be a little bit of a struggle, you know? The power of polls compels you. Dude, I'm, I, I'm as big. I, I told you, you I will go out there and. Uh, triple R too much there. Oh, I will do dirty right. things for Ryan Poles. Would you suck dick for beer money for Ryan Poles? Would you suck Ryan Poles' dick for beer money? I would. Um, 
it, it, listen, if he, if like we win the Super Bowl next year, uh, it'll be like I don't know if you guys saw uh, this is the end when um uh he comes out and he's got the uh, Jason Tatum's dressed up in that suit on a chain. That would be me, and Ryan Poles would be Danny McBride. Like if if he wins the Super Bowl next year, that's uh, whatever, you know, whatever. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I I believe in the guy. I believe in the guy. I'm looking at all the moves, and I'm, I'm going. These are the right moves. These are smart moves. This and that. However, at the end of the day, and it, it it's you know it's a coin flip kind of league. This stuff sometimes, like I keep saying, you kind of need to get lucky in a way too. But this stuff does need to kind of come together and translate into more than an eye test head nod. It does need to come with wins, right? Like I'm not crazy here, right? No, I mean, if you want to suck some dick for some wins, that'd be. I get it. <laughs> That's all it took. <laughs> We're all like, uh, no, yeah, I wouldn't yeah. suck dick for some wins. <laughs> SDC says not for a billion dollars. Cliff Victoria's pulling his lawn out. He's paying somebody else to do it. STC, somebody hands you a billion dollars. You you can you can establish a bank, dude. So just one simple dick suck for a billion dollars? Come on. Do you know? Yeah, no. Uh, I mean, we're not we're not going down this rabbit hole. I'm not gonna. <laughs> You're like we're supposed to be talking bears here. Uh, we're getting way off the off the rabbit hole here. Oh, guys. Crazy. Just, I don't know I just, if I could suck I a dick either. Every thought I had in my head, cringing over this. <laughs> hey, well, I know one thing. Foxman's got a love, to, a lot of love to give, right? <laughs> I do, man. Raging Oracle. What if it wasn't televised? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nobody said it had to. Couldn't be in private. <laughs> I love these guys, and I love the chat, man. These guys are. These guys guys are awesome. Awesome. I would stream it live, and at least you know make some YouTube revenue off the side as well, right? <laughs> what about that? You make a billion dollars plus, man, right? Fuck that billion dollars. I just want to make another 20 bucks on my YouTube channel. <laughs> yeah, I might have a whole new direction, just, you know, blowing different GMs oh. during, you know, no. <laughs> um, no, but, but seriously, guys, like, uh, Ryan Poles is impressive. He is impressive. And, you know, I, I've heard some of these little comments and stories come out from the league, like, hey, their, uh, their draft scouting is, like, out of this world. It's improved drastically. There's not other teams that compare to some of the scouting things that the Bears have been doing, um, especially when you heard the stuff that they made Darnell Wright go through and the uh, extent of detail in their process. Oh, man, this is, you know, I finally feel like, you know, we had those issues about the Bears hiring general managers and whatnot, and they were giving guys interviews and saying, hey, you need to do a mock press conference. Because that's what matters, what the media thinks and how. No, no, that's not what matters. What matters is how well you can put a team together and how well, how much success that team has. I mean, uh, and with that being said, Ryan Poles is actually really open to being on camera or being on radio more than most GMs. I mean, I think you get a lot of good insight and a lot of good stuff from him. And uh, overall, in my opinion, it's just five stars. He's thumbs up every, every which way. I hope. It works out, and we get wins, and we can keep this guy long-term. Even if it doesn't, I still think he's a great GM, just based off what I've seen him do in a short little 
done here. Yeah, he's the first GM to like come out in a nice sports coat with just an unbuttoned collar, right? He's yeah. not sitting there all stuffy there going, oh, well, I, well, I don't think um, that. What do you think, George? And he's not that guy. That's right. what I love about him. You know, everybody's like, oh, he's willing to admit he fucked up with, with PJ. And I'm going, that's cool and that's good because that's no problem. But he really didn't because how did he know Badgett was going to be this and PJ was not going to be PJ? Mm-hmm. So it's just it's calling a spade a spade, dude. He he did the right thing. Okay, this ain't working. We paid the money. We're losing the money. Big deal. We found it. We got an answer. We spent some money, but we got an answer, and I think we got a good answer. As far as let me, is concerned. Yeah, let me tell you a little story. That was why Leatherwood was released too, because they knew that this trade was going to happen. They knew they had the depth guy they wanted to fill in, not only for left guard but for another body for center, man. So. Yeah. Let me give you this analogy. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. So, so there was a guy. Um, was it Charlie Whitehurst that the Seahawks paid, gave him a forty million dollar contract? I believe he was a backup on the Chargers. Seahawks wanted him as a starter. I believe they signed him to a three or four year, forty million dollar deal. That same year, in the third round, they drafted quarterback Russell Wilson. And come OTAs and practice time, they go, you know what? Russell's the guy. We're going to eat that $40 million contract, and we're going to start this third-round pick week one because he's the real deal. Now, is was that a mistake? Was that a waste of $40 million, or was that the right thing to do? At the end of the day, $2 million is nothing, guys. If, if P.J. Yeah. Walker's not showing well, it, then you just move on. And I think Swifty corrected it. It's one Maybe that was something else. I think it's two million. I know that there was something else correct. Leatherwood's contract is only like a one point five million dollar. Screw that. We got a we got a super. Yeah, yeah, we got a super trader, guys. Retro, thank you, Retro. Two dollar super chat. I'd suck fuck for a for a billion. I'm not gay, <laughs> just smart. Uh, I would join Retro and we split a billion. <laughs> We make it entertaining for whoever, you know. So you would take the It doesn't ball, matter because retro remember remember about four weeks ago I turned ret- retro gay whenever I shaved everything off. He said he was going the other way. When you when you had the when you had the shaved freshly shaved clean vagina eighty face. vagina's face? Yeah, yeah, that's fine. That was so yeah. weird. <laughs> as long as as long as retro takes some of that money and rents the space out between my teeth. <laughs> As long as you reinvest the money back into me, I'm totally cool. But however, you know, whatever he has to do. Paul's trying to make some advertising bucks. I love, I love, uh, I love how he turned it back on you, Retro. He's like, he's going, he, Paulski's on you, man. He's he's going back to your uh, your gap tooth fucking joke because you're the you're the uh, you're the comedic. Oh. Uh, Oh, dude, I, I, I was hanging out with my buddy that I've known for like 20 years, and I let him know some Retro's jokes because they, they've given me shit over the years and everything. I busted those two out that he said, and I had people in the room laugh, people that I've known for a while laughing. Like like I said, when you asked me, what do you think about that? I was like, I think that guy's fucking creative. Yeah, definitely. When it's good, it's good. It doesn't matter who it comes from or what it is, but when it's good, it's good. He's our resident comedian. Whether you like it or not. Yeah, <laughs> they, they you should see all the crap they've said about me over the last six months, dude. Some of it's unbelievable. Oh, god. At one point, you were like, Why does Retro hate me so much? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I'm only joking. Here, here's one right here because I said that he was going gay. So, Retro finally says, No, Foster, I turned asexual because of the 
the shiny clean vagina face. Ooh, Dan was drinking some. I didn't say the right thing. <laughs> Mr. Mayhem says the Packers will have a losing season. Ooh, I agree. I don't know, man. I I, I'm so. kind yep. of yep. SDC saying it's a fun show. Thank you, SCC. Uh, but the, to the Packer, back to the Packers will have a losing season. Uh, you know, it's you know, it's I I like to sit here and talk shit all the way till the games begin, and then when the first fucking game of the season is the Packers, then I start to get really, really worried. And he's gonna throw, he's gonna throw a raging oracle. I'm gonna throw a raging oracle at my TV screen. <laughs> If shit doesn't go right, I'm, I'm going to tell you that much. can't handle it. Oh, we got another cool. super chat from Retro Music Network for $2. I'd rent that space. Seen from the space station. I'm, I'm waiting for the application, you know. I'm waiting for the – I still got to run a background check on it. I mean, I don't, want, I don't want some dirty shit going on in there, you know. So, And then I got to make sure he's going to actually pay month to month. Yeah, you know. there There's a lot that comes with it. You know, I can't – it's not – yeah, COD. Okay. It's got to be a COD. Yeah, right. Cash on delivery. Oh, you, think, you think you'll uh, you think you'll use any variation of of this last one he just did on you somewhere with your buddies or something? About <laughs> I don't know. That, that one that one's a little mediocre. Um, <laughs> you know, like like I don't know if if you live in Chicago, you know, the rent prices are just outrageous. So yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. <laughs> so hard. <laughs> You are now. You will collect massive bucks now. You're right with the one bedroom <laughs> apartment going from eight hundred to fourteen hundred a month overnight. I'm glad they don't tax me on this up. shit. I'd be fucking broke. Just no shit. Yeah, right. That's, um, that's what is going on in Chicago, folks. It's that bad. It is, Leo, guys. Leo, I like what Leo Specter saying. Uh, the the Rodgers didn't miss a game, and they won eight games. So, but Leo, they were they had a lot of rookies on that defensive. Excuse me, on that defensive line, that and could be like superstar this year. And the thing about drugs is they kind of catch up with you over time, you know. <laughs> yeah. Hey, shut sure. up, man! <laughs> uh, listen, I went back. I, I recently watched uh, a game or two from Rogers' rookie year. I'm not rookie year, the first year he got to start, which, you know, he sat on the bench for however many years, but that was a different situation. We were talking about a team that was in the NFC championship against the giants. And the last play Favre had was in that NFC championship, throwing a pick to lose that game. And you know what? They had a talent on the bench that they knew was just as good, if not better. And they had a team that was in the NFC championship and granted, you know, the Packers did make, what was it? Uh, I mean, they made two deep playoff runs in a row, but last year was definitely a, a down year for them. And um, this isn't that, this is more of Rogers holding them hostage for money. Rogers talking crap about the coaching staff, talking crap about the organization. I heard that when they finally broke down, and said, okay, here's your contract, here's your $50 million. and he didn't show up to the voluntary practices that year, I heard they were pissed. They were pissed because they decided, you know what, okay, we'll set our differences aside, we'll go with you, we'll pay you, everything like that, and he would not put 100% effort in like they feel like they could get from other guys. I mean, um, and so this was, I think, more of them 
figuring out a way to move on from him rather than replace him. uh, You're not, uh, listen, when he came out that year, he was a machine, man. Uh, This guy, every throw was on the dime. He was running an offense to perfection. I mean, he was impressive. Very, very impressive. I don't see that from Jordan Love. I just don't. I hope not. I hope not. I really hope not. It's like you said, they they can't replace him. They're they're just trying to move in, a, in the right direction, man. That's all. And and uh, somebody er, Leo Factor One brought up a good point, man. He says here I'll read it for people that can't uh, that aren't watching but are listening later. Leo Factor One said the Packers lost their number one wide receiver, their number one quarterback, their number one tight end, and their offense is going to take some time before it's playing well. That, that's very true, man. I got to figure. It might be it might be five or six, four, three to five, six weeks into the season before they can even start the job because of the short preseason. I always say the first two games of the season are still kind of preseason, man. Right. They, they are, win. especially now with the 17-game right. schedule. Yeah. Yeah. And only three preseason games. Too. And, then, and then they don't play them. They don't, the starters don't play a lot on most teams. Look at them. You know. What did, what did right. Fields get the other day? 17 snaps? 11 snaps, was it? 13. 11. 17? 13. 1-3. 13, okay. Um, probably thinking about something from that uh, the Colts thing, the Colts Bears practice. When when you look at one of the reasons uh, that Rodgers was upset is, um, you know, you, you took 10 years of uh, first-round draft picks, nine of them were defense, only one of them was offense, and the one offensive draft pick they made in 10 years was Jordan Love. So he looked at it as like, listen, like I, I took a second round wide receiver in Devontae Adams and made him into the best wide receiver in the league. Um, he's had a lot of scraps here and there. Now, now they've given him some talent here and there, but however, their main focus all the time was to create a defense that would be able to, and defenses spike in the playoffs. Defenses will get you a Super Bowl alone. Like we saw that with the Bears and Rex Grossman here, like, you could create a situation for this guy where it's not all on Aaron Rodgers to have to win, but you're going to do that by having a good defense. And um, I, I feel this offense has been ignored for a while because a lot of the issues they've had, they've been able to cover up with Aaron Rodgers. Sure. Uh, all of those are about to come to light. And, and because all, this all the more to work in the dam is going to be exposed here. Yeah, it is. And I'm going to enjoy every second of it. I really am. I, I hope so too. I just am not. I'm not resolved to saying love love stinks and they're not going to have an offense. I just I can't completely dis, discard them in any fact. I'm just saying I, I think it will take a little longer for this offense to develop, but I don't know how good it's going to be, man. Right. Because of everything he just mentioned and more, you know what they're going through. It's interesting. It's definitely interesting. Um, what are you rolling with there? An ice house was there tonight? Always. Um, <laughs> actually, people people um, give me shit about drinking ice house and this and that. Uh, I grew up with it, and honestly, it's my preferred beer. I, I know that doesn't sound great, but uh, I, I don't know. It, it's one of those, uh, you know, you, you kind of develop a taste for it and whatnot, and uh, it's what I like to do. I, I, I drink other beers, and I can't. I, I can't it, drink, I drink it for a while when that, when that first came out, man. I was drinking that. I like that beer. Uh, so, um, 
I'm a malt liquor guy. I really am. For a while, I I would even get a King Cobra 40 here and there. My wife would call me uh, CMX. Yeah. Like, like you know, CMX. Yeah, I, I had to put, put a bandana on me, get the fucking King Cobra 40. Um, <laughs> no, but uh, <laughs> cheap and effective, and, and, you know, it is what it is. So, right. um, but yeah, like I said, back to football. I just, with this Packers team, I, I, I get the fear. I get the doubt. But I really, truly think it's all based off of uh, the psychology we have from just being Bears fans. I mean, it's been 30 years that the Packers have had good quarterback play. It's, it's hard to just sit there and throw that aside and be like, oh, it's not going to continue. But, um, I mean, we're talking about a guy that's trying to follow a superstar here. Even Andrew Luck when he came in a year after Peyton Manning was done, the expectation was just so high to sit there and perform. And as capable as he was, you know, he did the, the best he could. But, uh, you know, when Peyton Manning did leave, that team did go 0-16. Every flaw started the show. Um, I don't think – listen, if Jordan Love is good, he needs to be developed. I don't think they're in a situation to develop a guy. Right. I hope you're right. Me too, man. Me too. I, I, I hope I'm right too. I can't disagree with anything you said. I I know Walt's got some stuff that he that he wanted to to bang out there on us. I just don't know what. What's, what's up, Walt? What's up, Walt? What's up, what's fast? You that six or anything? You find any more? Yeah, it's it's confirmed to be a sixth round pick. You know, I'm surprised with the hate behind that too. It's really not a bad pick if we traded that away. Uh, there's some guys out there saying we pay, overpaid, but that's about it. Oh, He's going to be a depth guy. That's the whole purpose of the deal. We needed to replace Leatherwood. And, you know, we needed that veteran guy at guard. And he can, you know, play both sides and center. So it looks good. You know, I mean, I'm a high to Tyree Carter, too, but he's still young. Yeah. You, you need that veteran presence. Mm-hmm. Well, you said some people are saying we overpaid? Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to name names, but, uh, you know, they're a little salty on the deal. Yeah, I mean, when's the last time you can remember any situation for any team where they traded a sixth round pick for somebody and they wind up overpaying? <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 I don't get it personally. I think it's fine. Yeah. Raging yeah. saying that's all they got. Bears kept Bajan. Green Bay would have picked him up quickly if the Bears let him go. Just to kind of change the subject on that, but I do would that like surprise, that. Would that surprise you if Green Bay would have snagged him? Not no. Well, Green Bay signed that guy in the talent. XFL too. Yeah. So I don't think they'd have a use for Bajan. Leo Factor is asking, uh, "What are you guys doing f- on game yeah, day for game one? Yeah. Cooking, watching game, watching at home with family, or going out to a bar?" Well, Leo, I could either be doing the PSF app with Lester Wiltfong, watching the game, or we. If not, I think we're going to do a. Uh, live game cast here, yeah, and hang out and have fun for that, and then show the pre uh, the post game after that. So I think we'll do a pre game with Swifty if we if we're not if I'm not down the PSF even if I'm not maybe you guys will pre game with Swifty game, and then we'll do a game cast, and then after the game we'll do the uh, we'll we'll show the press conference for everybody. That's kind of the goal for um, game days on uh, on BCP. There you go. So Dan, I, I have to ask, what scares you so much about Green Bay? The fact that we are so injured on the on the offensive line, and they have a pretty good defensive line, pretty damn good one, 
And our defensive line is now, you know, it's got a couple of rookies on it. And the, the best uh, defensive player in best defensive line player in the preseason now wants to be traded. And they have, they have a pretty good offensive line too. I'm just, so when you combine those two things, I'm worried that fucking Jordan love punks us again, just like every other quarterback prior to him did, you know, with Favre and then Rogers and now him, I, I don't want to get punked by Jordan love again because our lines don't match up. That's what scares me. Well, I mean, real you, you can make. Before we go on with this, um, week one, uh, what, what are people doing on game day? I just want to mention real quick, if I, if I could, um, kind of promote it a little bit. Uh, I will be out in the tailgate again. Me and my my uh, brother-in-law, Pat Patrick, who goes by Pat because he's part of Barry's film, will be out in the 31st Street, uh, 31st Street parking lot tailgate. We'll have about uh, 20 shirts, and we're going to do the tailgate trivia again. So we'll be out there handing out T-shirts, making a video, asking people questions and things like that, and then hopefully we both make it home by the start of the game so we can sit down and watch the game. But, yeah, I just kind of wanted to throw that in there and mention that since you asked that. Um, so, yeah, if anybody's out there tailgating or anything like that, try and come find me or uh, hit me up on Twitter or hit me up somewhere, and I'll try, I will even, even come to you and uh, ask you a trivia question so you guys can get a free T-shirt and whatnot. Um, Love it. Back to that topic that you were saying, uh, you know, what gets you scared? You know, uh, listen, we uh, had a good chance to beat them the first time we faced them, and then the second time we faced the Packers, we went up seventeen to three in the first quarter. That was with Rodgers at quarterback, so that's why I'm not scared. But uh, that's all I had to say. Thank you. Shut up, quick. Foster! It's Walt's no. turn to talk. Paul, he's got a couple <laughs> videos let, he let just put talk. out. So go check out his last couple videos. Videos that he just put out. That's all. It takes it away. YouTube.com slash add Bearski film. Thank you. Uh, Bearski, do you do this tailgating every game or just a couple a season? No. So actually, it's uh, um, the, my channel just monetized in March. So the little money I have made so far, I've been trying to just pump it right back into the channel. So we were able, uh, I was able to get, um, uh, you know, uh, my buddy David, who was on with us the other night, he sponsored the first time around. He bought all 20 t shirts. Um, this time around, the channel actually has uh, made me enough money in August to buy the T-shirts, and so we're going to go out there week one and do it. However, I think that's going to be it for the season. Um, I'm not sure what the outreach is marketing-wise uh, for handing out these T-shirts. It's, it's more of a feel-good thing. We like getting out there and just talking to fans and whatnot. The videos haven't done too well and whatnot. So it's, it's not even about making the videos and posting them. I, I get better views from highlight videos and whatever. However, last time we went out there, we did run into Sylvie from Waddle and Sylvie, and I was able to give him a shirt. So who knows what the uh, marketing reach of that could potentially be. So we just kind of want to get out there, meet with fans face-to-face, -face, and then week one's a great opportunity. I think we might um, make the trivia all Green Bay versus Bears theme. So it'll be a lot of Green Bay Packers, Bears questions and things like that. However, I think that's going to be it for the year. We did it once. We liked it. We're going to do it again. But, um, but yeah, that's Thanks for asking that. I have an idea for you. Uh, are, you going to, are you going to a game this year? Potentially, yes. Okay. So let's let's just say you are. Go to the game and just record um, after a touchdown. Okay, bring a couple t-shirts with you, and when you're hanging out with the crowd, 
at right after the touchdown and they go to a commercial everyone's cheering make a quick short and and then do a trivia and hand out the t-shirt then because that's what people will want to see just just give me a little advice like the stupidest the stupidest short that i ever made at a game was when they were brushing the yeah. field off in, in the rain during the first game of the season against the 49ers there was just a, a guy brushing the water off the field with a fucking big broom and it was like it just kept getting views and views and views like ridiculously. So for your like little handout uh, t-shirt video, do it right after a touchdown, go to a game, do it right after a touchdown when they're, when it's kind of calmed down, but everyone's still like psyched up, take a video, be like, here's a quick trivia question for a t-shirt or whatever, you know, and just hand them out to people around you in your area. I mean, I think you're underestimating how drunk truly people are by that point. Uh. I got a bunch of stuff that'll help you with that, Paul. We'll talk. We'll talk later, man. So I want to get back to Walt because we never yeah, finished up. with Walt. Shut up. Paul. Yeah, no, no, no. I was just going to say, if, if you do come out again, uh, I'm going to the Lions game, you know, the first home game we have. So if you want to link up and do something there, just let me know. Definitely. Thank you. I will talk to you. Uh, uh, um, a realistic opportunity. Yeah, we can figure something out. Now, going back to the Packers, though, Dan, uh, I'm, I'm not too worried. You have Jordan Love, who's Jordan Love. You know, he, he's shown flashes of brilliance, but, you know, that's about it. I mean, this is basically the same team that the Rodgers had last year, minus, uh, you know, Alan Lazard and Robert Tunyon, who were two pretty big weapons for him. Knocking on wood. Are you going to worry about Lucas Van Ness, who's been pretty much invisible in the preseason? I'm just, I'm just programmed to worry about the Packers. So wait, wait. So Walt, there was a there was a video on Twitter yesterday of Lucas Van Ness killing this guy and sacking a quarterback. So I looked the guy up. I can't even remember his name. He wasn't even on the roster of the depth chart. I could not find his name on the team they played. <laughs> and it was the only I mean, play they showed. And the guy kept going over there like he's gonna kill the Bears line in the first game of the season. But I couldn't find the guy's name anywhere on the depth chart. I couldn't find it on the 86 guys on that team, man. Was hilarious, and then I put it right back on Twitter. I don't think the guy ever responded to that after that. I'm serious, I got to go back and look. I had to throw yeah. that while it was in my brain because I just am laughing about it still. I mean, injury wise, uh, well, wait, it's just wait and see. So you know, it's a waiting game. They don't have to tell us anything. I mean, if it was major, we saw that with Tevin. They'll give us a, like a hint, maybe not, you know, a full timeline, because you can't really go out and make it. You're making an assumption on six weeks mm-hmm. with the double calf strain. That that's all it is. It's just an assumption. But we got chat blown up here, guys. Uh, Leo Factor saying uh, Bears were, were Bears were talking to the Packers both games. Bears were taking it to the Packers both games last season until they ran the ball on us and took the momentum. We were up ten zip in the first game, I believe. Yeah, you're that. right. Then we were like down. We were we were up in the second game too. I thought I was so excited. I thought we were going to win that second game for sure, like big time. I'm glad we didn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was happy enough well, to just give it to him in the first quarter, be up seventeen to three, and then I said, "Okay, let's let's just lose this thing. We need the first draft pick." Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm glad it went the way it, it did. To be honest with you. If, if, yeah. I mean, if Love's playing last year, do they make that comeback? No. I don't think so. Probably not. No, I'm just going to circle back to my uh, Van Ness comment here with Brian Gilmore. I don't know if he's referencing that in particular. But with a young rookie, I would expect him to do something, maybe a flash anywhere in the preseason. You know, you don't have to be, you know, six sacks a game, 
but you know, it's just like you're not there. They brought you in to be that guy that's going to hammer it home, and you're. I want to see something out of it. That's all. Dead on. I agree. That was Brian Gilmore's comment. It's preseason. You're literally going to see little to nothing. For those, uh, yeah, little I, mean, I, I expect you know veteran players like even Dak Prescott. I haven't. He hasn't taken the field in the preseason since what 2019. You know, but young guys you just drafted in, especially a high pick like Van Ness, you, you got to see something. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could be wrong, but yeah. you know, it's just not there right now. The, the signs, the signs of that something have not been seen. Except for like I said, that one play, and again, man, I, I, I had, I wish I could find the guy's name. I mean, I don't know. How is Kurt Warner able to come in as a third-string quarterback and have crazy success from being a, a grocery bagger before that? Yeah, that's what I was just gonna say, dude. Yeah. <laughs> how are they doing this? See, the talent the around him. I'm joking. The talent around him, right? That team looks good, right? So, like. If we're talking about grooming a quarterback, I mean, I mean uh, listen, a superstar quarterback can transcend all that. We can get a guy um, that makes receivers out of no names and this and that, but, but there's only a small handful of guys that can do that. Yeah. Um, and from what we've seen out of fields, we're looking at more of a developmental thing. And I think from what we've seen out of love, too, it, it doesn't seem like he's capable of doing it all himself. I think he needs a lot of help, and I don't think they have it to give it to him. Guys, I like what, what Cliff Victoria is saying here, which is kind of a precipice to this. Let's let's talk about this for like the next 14 minutes and wrap this up in two and a half hours. Because let's get into some of these questions from chat. Like, do you, like Cliff's saying, do you think Patrick could get cut? Then he goes on to say they would save uh, 3.9 million. million. If that's the case, I don't I don't know what to say because on one hand, yes, because he hasn't been out there and he's constantly injured. And on the other hand, what else do they have to back him up with? They're they're like so they're so shallow at center. It's almost scary now, especially with the injuries piling up. Mm-hmm. We'll know pretty quick. Let's about go to you Canada. first, Walt, because Walt gets to talk last all the time. I mean, I, I see yeah. your point and what you're saying. You know, we are low on center depth, but you have Dieter Iceland that could theoretically slot in. This guy, Feeney, now could do the same. Doug Kramer, we don't know what his situation is. You know, and Cody Whitehair, too. The, you know, those are two wild cards there. But Lucas Patrick has shown next to nothing. He can't play guard, or at least couldn't last year. And center, he played, what, two snaps, then broke his little toe and had to run away? I mean, let's go. I mean, Paul, Paul's isn't one to be like, I'm going to hold on to a guy, even though I made a mistake, I'm going to own up to it. We saw that with the Leatherwood cut and the P.J. Walker cut earlier this week. So if he has somebody coming in, I mean, maybe it could be that's why we brought Feeney in. I don't Is trust that the rep- uh, Is that the reference that? to, like, the, 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 the piggy wiggy goes all the way home? Is that what you were talking about? Yeah, I mean, I, I get it. You know, like he, he heard his hand the the for, during preseason, so they wrapped it up. And instead of letting him sit and healing his hand, we're gonna him platoon with Tevin Jenkins. Worst decision in the world. You know, then you finally bring him into play center. He gets hurt again, and that's it. Yeah, it's just a, it's a missed free agent signing at this point. Yeah, and if, like he cut, if, he, if he cut the yeah. Pernell McPhee, actually, if he cut what? the guy tomorrow, it wouldn't be a big loss. Pernell McPhee being. 
uh, Pace's first signing, it's worse than is it worse yeah. or, or you know it's probably worse than Pernell McPhee. I would agree. Both both pretty bad, bad. But we ain't done with this one yet. But who knows when? Bearski, cut um, him. My, my phone's at three percent, so uh, I'm gonna have to talk quick here. If I if I go blank, that's why. Um, okay, we're wrapping this up anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so so I think. When you look around the league and you look how teams are built and everything like that, there's some positions that are more easily replaceable with late-round draft picks than others. Uh, I've done a lot of research on this, and I'll tell you right now. Wide receivers, you can find them everywhere. Cooper Cup was a third-round pick. Um, you have guys that have some off-the-field issues. Tyree Kill was a fifth-round pick. Antonio Brown was a fifth-round pick. Like You could get guys later in the rounds that become superstars in this league and whatnot at the wide receiver position. However, uh, when it comes to like defensive tackles, defensive ends, usually a lot of the guys that produce in this league are first or second round picks. Offensive linemen, get them anywhere, right? Like we were talking earlier, like, oh, if Braxton Jones isn't healthy, that was a fifth round pick last year. So like, um, it, you know, it's a lot easier than to cut a guy and to, you know, try and look for a replacement if he's playing a position that's, replaceable by a later round pick. So, um, you know, if they decide to do that, I don't, I don't think it's about the money. I, 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 with all the cap we have and everything like that, they're willing to eat a couple million here and there. Like, you know, we, we paid $16 million to giraffe neck Mike Glennon, who, by the way, he has a huge advantage where he sees the field from like a Madden style perspective. Um, no other quarterback in the league ever <laughs> Has that advantage, but uh, no, but but seriously, we wasted sixty million dollars on him to play for four games. Um, so so you know, there's worse money situations that we've even encountered before, where we've had to eat money, like you mentioned, Pernell McPhee, Lamar Houston's another one. You know, celebrated torn ACL. We gave that guy a lot of money to do that. Um, uh, so if they decide to cut Patrick, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I, I would imagine and be like offended by the fact that they lost some money by doing so. So we're first on the yeah. waiver wire, guys. So if they cut someone, just understand there has to be somebody better. They in polls we trust, right? In polls we trust. I do, I do, sorry to interrupt. I do want to bring up uh, Raging's comment here, where he's talking about Doug mm -hmm. Kramer. Uh, I think he's overblowing the uh, loss of balance a little bit. Uh, you know, Kramer was sixth overall in terms of PFF rating. Now, I'll be completely transparent here. I don't take PFF for gospel. You know, they, they have their faults, but they, it, it, it's a sound system in a sense. So, I mean, he's doing something right. And we saw Buffalo, he wasn't half bad against, you know, the Bills ones and twos. So he has the uh, opportunity and the, the know-how. He's a smart guy to do the job at center. 100% correct. I think they drafted him with the expectation to to start. Yeah. When they drafted him. It was the injury that held him back, and then they had to go to Lucas Patrick. But I think originally where they drafted him, it didn't matter. I think they wanted Doug Kramer to be the center. Yeah. yeah. No, when Lucas Patrick went down during preseason, he was slated to slot in with the number ones before he hurt his foot. So he, it had to, he had to be doing something good. These coaches aren't stupid. Yeah. No, and I I think that's the first time that I can feel that way. I mean, maybe not the coaches, but I, I in polls I do trust. I feel like this guy's got his shit together, and I for the first time in my life I feel like the blind squirrel has gotten the nut. The blind squirrel has finally got the nut, and I I'm excited, man. Guys, let's wrap this. 
shit I'm up. Looking, Let's um, I'm looking for that nut. Well, well, that's the great thing about Foster is like his life has been so long that he's found that nut a couple times now and buried it. So yeah, he knows. That's he why, knows it's true. It's possible. That's why his experience is always worth listening to. You know, he's he's uh, got his own nut, buried it, found it again four, four or five times over by now. <laughs> Yeah, and I keep saying this doesn't just feel different. I think it is different. One of the things I keep pointing to is, listen, if stuff goes haywire this year, and if if the expectations we have aren't even met at an average level, it feels bombs, then guess what? We have two first-round picks next year. Um, that's not usually how prior GMs have set this team up. Prior GMs have gone all in and, and you know, try to make moves to, to sit there and, and – uh, kind of risk the future and gamble the future in order to win now. That's not what's going on right now. So even if things don't go great, I still am very excited for the future of the team. Yeah, so am I, man. That's, that's, I just don't see, how anybody, don't see how anybody couldn't be. I just don't see how you can't be. Would you let fucking Walter talk, Foster? Fuck no. Oh, no. I was just going to bring up the, you know, Raging's comma here. And I have to agree. His body looks better than last year. He's definitely slimmed down. He does have some techniques to work out. But, I mean, it's in a sense his rookie year. Like you said, he was redshirted last year. So, I mean, he's a small guy. He's probably on the same height as uh, Jason Kelsey, if I believe, maybe an inch shorter or an inch taller in one, you know, one direction. But, I mean, these small guys can get it done. And, uh, you know, I have faith in Kramer. Just like I have faith in Justin Ross on the uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, but that's a whole other story. Guys, thank you so much for having me on tonight. I really appreciate all the time and and the opportunity. Um, like I said, my phone's about to die, so hey, I'm down with BCP. So thank you guys so much. Appreciate it. Bearski, thank you for joining us tonight. We'll see you. Get out of here. We're gonna we're gonna sign this show off. I just hurt my shoulder, man. <laughs> How about this one? I'm what? Bring this one back? I don't think your wife wants to see this. My wife unsubscribed on my own channel over an <laughs> argument. Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> well, we know she's a smart lady. I was on her phone today, and I was—I was like, I, I grabbed her phone to look at something, and I was on YouTube, and I saw the thing. Uh, that my, there was something on my on BCP on there, so I clicked on it. I was like, "You're not subscribed." She's like, "That's when we were fighting." <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I'm, I gotta check. Are you guys okay now? I, I'm just gonna. She's see like, what "No, you can press." She's, she's like, "You can press the subscribe button again." I was like, oh, okay, "Okay, thank." You. Oh, that's where that last one came from. Yeah. On, just Where's this fucking one subscriber that keeps popping back in and out? Like, oh, it's you. I get it. Okay. I, I was gonna say, so she's the one, man. We can She's now, the one, I can yeah. Tell, I can tell now when you guys are arguing. It goes to like 800, back to 799. Back to 800, <laughs> back to 799. Well, you're gonna be stuck on 999, man. It's gonna suck. She's be, gonna go to a thousand. Like, for a minute, but then getting an argument with her, and then you lose the money. You know, y'all, you're gonna be in trouble, dude. What a, what a what a world we live in in this YouTube world, guys. Crazy. Seriously, I uh, love you guys, man. Thank you for joining us yep. tonight, everyone in chat. Let's let's recognize our chat tonight: Brian Gilmore, Raging Oracle, Keo Carito, Leo Factor, Cliff Victoria, Retro, Mark Kazak from earlier. He, he had to go to bed. 
He's six round till he has to go to bed. Mo Beerman, Leo Factor. We, I think I said him already. Yep. Keo Carito. Man, yeah, Mr. Mayhem, too. Mr. Mayhem. STC. Mayhem. Mo Beerman. STC, yes. AC Adam was, was here for a while. Steve S. Uh, Steve S. That's that's my I'm not gonna lie, that's my I've known him since I was eight. He's the guy I wanted to do the podcast with originally. He's like he was my he was my uh, other Dan. But his name was We're Steve. Being replaced Foster. No, he's he's uh he's very you can't replace me. I either just I just no, you guys die and I just keep fading away slowly. <laughs> <laughs> very slowly. It's a painful death. You're better off going fast. No. R- Raging Oracle. If we haven't mentioned you already. Raging Oracle. Uh, let's see. Let's oh, Pablo 1021. Too. Pablo 1021. Demon 1599 as well. Damn. So you got to keep scrolling up here. Just keep, keep scrolling up. To the James Ford. James Ford. Thanks for joining us, James Ford. We you love you guys, man. 1021, right? Uh, yes. Okay. You guys seriously are what makes this go around. Please make sure you tell your friends and like and subscribe and leave comments. Comments help a lot. That helps the channel grow just with comments. Just fuck you, that sucked. Or yeah, I, I loved please, it. Just whatever. Please, anybody who's listening to this, if you can find a way to comment on it, please do. Because we love the comments, man. We go back we and read them. And they really help the channel grow. Ravy, come yeah. up. Oh, Ravi. Ravi, come up. Great to see you again, my friend. Bearski Film, of course. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, let's see. Swifty, too. Did you get him? Swifty? Yeah. Of co- Fucking Swifty. Fucking, Fucking Swifty, love man. you, Swifty. Swifty, thanks for joining us tonight, man. You are the man. You are the man. we got a lot of shit coming up with Swifty, so stay tuned for that. Eduardo Rodriguez M. Said him, right? Yeah, just oh, who is it? Oh, so. Gary, Gary Magistrelli. Thanks for joining us tonight, Gary. He said Bears win because two guys are gone, and Rogers and Bears will win because two guys are gone. Right, <laughs> Rogers from the Packers and Mustafer from the Bears. Yes, That's a pretty good one. How, how yes. do you make the Bears better? Just get rid of two guys, one from each team. Yes, exactly. Our worst, their best. <laughs> That changes the odds right there. Yes, exactly. Slank joined us tonight. Who? Plank. Oh, Plank, yeah. Love to see you, oh, Plank. Yeah, Plank. I just saw him. I'm scrolling up. Retro and Steven, thank you for your super chats, man. You guys are awesome. Like, seriously, what makes this go around? Yeah, there's Plank. Walter, Walter Besky, keep these guys in check. I <laughs> love it. Oh, here's a new one. Uh, Zai7. That's what I was looking for. Zai7, again, they only took JF, JF1 out because he reached his play limit that night, is what he said earlier. Was, that was just one of the many things he said. Appreciate your, your new viewership, Zai7. That is awesome. Zai7 still here? Because I like that model in his pick uh, there. Yeah, how far? Did you get to Plank? Yeah, we he st- just did Plank. Yeah. This, this, oh, this yeah, is unbelievably long tonight. It's insane. Yeah, I'm Keep like going. scrolling up forever. Zai Seven, that's a really cool um, yeah. logo you got there. Let's see. Yeah. Just wanted to like make sure we 
respect everyone for hanging out with us tonight because without you, this does not happen. You guys are the shit. Every one of you in chat are the shit. Make sure you check out the PSF app as well. There's, We're going to have some excellent conglomeration going on with them. I imagine some, you know, making friends with Sean Salisbury is going to be pretty cool. Might be able to get some former Bears on here. Excited about that. He he mentioned himself. He said it himself. He is going to bring, he's going to ask Jim McMahon to join us. Jim McMahon. He put a a great inspirational post on Twitter. It was basically about uh, how he got through his tough times and stuff. And it was basically about getting out of himself and helping others through, through all of that. God gets him through his darkest times to stop focusing on his own problems and helping other people. Man. You're talking and, about, and uh, I'm uh, not even doing it justice, man. Go to Twitter, look at it. You can't find it. It's on my page pinned. You're talking about Sean Salisbury or Jim McMahon? Sean Salisbury. Yeah. I pinned Sean that. I, I, I commented and pinned on his, I can't remember the right words, guys, but. Uh, I like that guy a ton, man. I like that guy a ton. And thank you, StreamYard, again for being in the chat. Yes, Raging Punky QB. Yes, go if, if you haven't seen it. There's I did it. We did it. I did a show. Foster produced it. He did, did a great job. We were short tonight uh, with Sean Salisbury. It was only like forty minutes. I did it from the car on the way home, driving home from a hurricane in the passenger seat with a laptop connected to a freaking hotspot on my phone, and did a show with Sean Salisbury. We talked about PSF. It'll kind of break that down. There's a lot of amazing things that come from that app, which I'm now a part of doing a show called um, the armchair bears uh, in the bears fan chat section for bears games with Lester Wiltfung. So guys check that out as well. And if you at least go check out the, the Sean Salisbury episode that we did earlier today, that was a fucking blast talking with Sean Salisbury Foster. That was Dude, a blast. I, I sat here, not because I wasn't on the show, guys, and I sat here, and I, I wish you guys could. I don't know if you saw me at all, man. I'm, it messed me up helping you produce the show because I I got into it so much like I was sitting on my phone going, yeah, I love this fucking guy, man. <laughs> you tell him. You tell him. Just, I, I actually screwed up. Remember at the end of the show? Yeah. I screwed up because I got into it so much, I forgot to do what I was supposed to be doing. I was watching, listening to Sean Salisbury. Like right till the end, and I'm like, oh shit, I could have done that 41 yeah. minutes ago, but I, you know, oh well. Great take on great, great takes on Justin and oh. Tyler Bajent. Oh yeah, you guys got you got. If you didn't see it, and I put it in the chat, even you didn't see it, go back and watch it, guys. Not for go our sake. You have to, you have to. It's it was for it your, was for your own sakes because it, it was epic. You're a Bears for fan, it's a great take. Yeah. And also, two guys. Just a little uh, plug for Swifty here. If you're not tired yet, yeah, he did put up a Dwight Feeney uh, video. So it's worth a watch. Get your asses yeah, over yeah. and check out that that Feeny video. I meant to say that's that. He put it out about 15, 20 minutes ago. I was like, I was going to say I'm it. Oh, damn, he's already already got his video out. I'm, just, I'm surprised you're not back here going, oh, the show's still going. I just got my video out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> two he's videos. Working raging he's he's working on something else already because something probably happened. If you've been watching Twitter, I haven't. I'm, I'm actually on the phone with kind of my girlfriend here, baby. So like, <laughs> I like yeah, how uh, Cliff is watching the live show. He says, Sean, is, Sean and, and Shorty sitting there waiting for Foster to cut the feed when you were doing it live. <laughs> yeah. We're like sitting there going, all right, let's end this. What are you? One, two, three. And he goes, bears. And then we're like, Foster? 
<laughs> and then I finally right. get it and you come back on. I'm like, I got this, Foster. I'll, I'll end this shit. <laughs> yeah, that's it, was, it was, listen, we, it was the commitment. The is was great. It was a commitment from everybody here on BCP and that made it happen. And, you know, just traveling home in the, in the passenger seat, you know, from a hurricane made it happen. Check that show out because it was a lot of fun, and I can't wait to have him back out again. Hang out with all of us and and talk with us. And I told him I would buy him a, a steak dinner myself if he can literally bring Jim McMahon to the show. That would be just because you know Jim Jim's gonna be like, I don't watch football. I don't know. I don't know anything about Justin Fields. <laughs> and we'll just be able to sit here and fucking have fun with Jim McMahon, like we do on the show, like. Sometimes it's half football and it's half life. And Jim McMahon adding that half life to the fucking show would be epic. So look for that. Excited. Very excited. Absolutely, man. All right, guys. You want to wrap this shit up? Good night, All everybody, right. man. You uh, make sure you like and subscribe. Tell your friends. Set your notifications. Make sure you leave comments because those really help, too. And we love all you guys in chat. Just get on there and start commenting. Blah, blah, blah. This sucked. That was great. It doesn't matter. All the comments help. They help to feed the video, the video algorithms through YouTube. It helps the channel grow. The more this channel grows, the more that we can make it even better and better and better. We're getting better as a crew. We have Walt, who's our producer. Walt's like fucking slapping our asses into shape over here. We are getting shit together, guys. Stick around. It's going to be a lot of fun on BCP. We love you guys. Until Thursday when we see you, we're going to have Shay on as our guest. And we're going to be talking about the roster because the final cuts are tomorrow. All right. Cool. That's going to be good because she's just a ball of fire, that one, man. Shay, Queen of the North, is one of our faves. She just started her own channel, too. Check that out. Queen of the North. She's awesome. She's just getting started. Give her a chance. Make sure you like and subscribe and comment on her too. We'll see her next, well, this Thursday in a couple of days. Yeah. Until then, guys, ready? One, two, one, two, three. Bears. 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 Bears.